Hello, beautiful people. It is Monday, June 27th, 2022, and this sports show on radio and the internet begins now. That's right. That's right. A little early, you dropped the gun. We're off today, Friday. I don't know who, was, who it, <laughs> it was. It was me. I was excited for less. <laughs> you got to wait for a damn second, I think, uh, before we, we, we pow drive and beat the hell out of the dead horse that is the Let's Ride Pony yeah. that we've done now for three weeks, I guess. Uh, we hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Obviously, headlines in the real world kind of carried the conversation on the internet. And none of us understand why the fuck that would be something that people would choose to dig into at this particular time of life. But we will continue to obviously try to be the thing that we are every single afternoon, which is a bunch of stooges on the internet, hopefully distracting you from the everyday world that can sometimes be a little bit like, why? What the hell? And if you're going through the why, it's going to happen again. <laughs> yep. You're going to feel why again. <laughs> and it seems to be a never-ending cycle of why. So we will be the mental vacation and hope to continue to do so. Up to something season is... Um... Back on. What? Since when? Since today? Really? There's a lot going on. A lot going on. A lot going on. Anyways, Fourth uh, of July weekend's coming up, and we all assumed that this was going to be the weekend that we found out about Deshaun Watson and what's going to happen to him. We'll have Ian Rappaport on today in the second hour, 1:15 Eastern Standard Time. Everybody in the NFL media that normally takes this week off, uh, basically talking about how this used to be a weekend where nothing happened, or a week that nothing happened, nothing happened. They said this week it's going to be vastly different. Is that mm -hmm. because Deshaun Watson? Is that because Baker Mayfield trades? Is that because Ooh. of anything else going on in the world? We shall find out with Ian Rapport in the second hour. And then just 15 minutes from now, Mike Rupper, formerly, uh, former Stanley Cup champion, will join us to chit-chat about the new Lordo owners, the Whoa. Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. Woo. Congrats, Lon. Congrats to the Avs. Okay, listen, we were big fans of the Tampa Bay Lightning because Patty Maroon is friend of the show, came on the show. Nobody from the Avs came on the show, so nope. fuck them. But they were a fast team, a great team. From the beginning of the season, they're talking about this team winning the Stanley Cup, and that's for good reason. That son of a bitch right there is a defenseman and led the entire NHL in points. Uh, he was obviously the Con Smythe playoffs MVP, Kale McCarr. They have McKinnon. They have a team that was built in an interesting fashion, and they are now Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. Took them to six games. Obviously, the Lightning get a big win in Colorado on Friday night to push this thing. They lose in Tampa Bay, and the Avalanche get to ride off into the sunset with a damaged Lordo because old buddy named... Abe Kubel. Abe Kubel can't skate. He's drunk immediately upon getting Lordo. <laughs> how could you not with how beautiful that thing falls into the ice? And Lordo that was sitting here just a couple weeks ago is now damaged for mm. at least the next run. They will have it fixed. Greatest trophy in sports. Yeah. Honestly. Greatest trophy yep. in sports. Now that we got to see it. I mean, the Lombo is what we're all looking for. But the Lordo is obviously a beautiful thing. Congrats to the Avalanche. And Stan Kroenke. Yeah, Stan. Stan Kroenke, who is a in-law to the Walmart family, I guess, has a shit ton of cash, had money before this year, Stan Kroenke, okay? I don't know how everybody else's year going. Let me tell you about Stan Kroenke. Yeah. He hosted a Super Bowl at uh, SoFi Stadium. The stadium that was originally supposed to cost like $2 billion, ended up costing like 5 or $6 billion, uh -huh. and he paid for it out of his pocket, basically. Just him. Taking, uh, taking this team out of St. Louis, you can sue me. I don't care for a couple billion dollars. We're going to L.A. I'm building a stadium of the future. Looks like an absolute spaceship. I'm Not a dumb. 
No. Not a dome. No. I would like to have a little space in between the roof and lightning. the side. So if there's lightning, we have to delay the game. But whatever the case, host the Super Bowl in the stadium in L.A. His team's in it. They win the Super Bowl. He also won the NLL title with the Colorado uh, Mammoth. I had no Whoa. idea. Let's go Mammoth, huh? Uh, that's the National Lacrosse League, I believe. Sure. Right? Sure. Yeah, I think it's box lacrosse. Which is indoor lacrosse. Which is indoor lacrosse. Uh, he also secured the 2026 FIFA World Cup at SoFi Stadium, which is what he... Huge, huge. There's nobody in the middle of America that hosts a World Cup game other than Kansas City. Everything's sure. in L.A., New York, and on the coast, basically. Mm. Kind of bullshit, but nonetheless. And now he's won the Stanley Cup with Colorado Avalanche. Stan Kroenke is one of those billionaires I assume a lot of people hate, but he can't help but say, hey, fucking good work. Yeah, good good picking. Congrats, man. You did it. Uh, the Talks Table, once again, has a new face at it. That's because this weekend, I do believe, Ty Schmidt and his lovely bride had a baby. Yeah. Congrats, Ty. Congrats to you, Ty. We're incredibly pumped for you. Uh, I will try my best to be the best uncle. I assume everybody in here will. Sloan, the baby's going to be incredibly spoiled. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely spoiled. And I know that you two are going to be incredible parents. Happy anniversary. Happy birthday to Sloan. And congratulations to the Schmidts from all of us. Yeah. Can't wait to right. see you. Back here in a few weeks, pal, uh, sitting in his place in the toxic table is a man who is ever toxic as anybody uh, at Nick Moraldi. You look fantastic. Congrats on hockey coming and going this year. Yeah, thank okay. you. A lot, of clapping this, a lot of clapping has started. It's a good Monday here. <laughs> and a lot of clapping. Uh, Well-deserved. It's a great season for the NHL. One of the best they've had in probably 10, 20 years. They're actually back on the map on TV. People could see games. It was a nice change of pace for them. Saw a couple of tweets from people that said, I would have had zero interest in this game if it wasn't for Lordo making its trip to the studio let's hope that happens next season yeah it was a good idea right let's... i saw mike's big ass on camera last night more yeah. than a few times his Rubber. hair was flowing i saw him doing an absolutely oh, keeper of the cup guy yeah mike, mike. guy mike. right back crushing there. it literally i'm staring eye to eye with him right now in my <laughs> head because that's where he sat right there yeah he was walking with the other guy that we didn't get i think his name was lance the other guy. Uh, good hair phil. on him too phil phil, phil pritchard phil and mike they looked yep. amazing they walked that thing in there lordo woke up in the town in which a game was being played that's a special time of year the avalanche get to win they were supposed to win all year right this is a team that everybody predicted to win this thing preseason odds on favorites regular season odds on favorites and odds on favorites going into the playoffs uh from start to finish they did what they were supposed to do. How come Tampa didn't, you know, soften that ice a little bit again? Yeah, a little bit. What's that I all think, about? I think they tried. It was awfully chippy. Uh, but Colorado just overcome. Is that why old buddy tripped with Lord? Oh, no. Oh, that could have been. Oh, oh, no. Come on, I mean, guys. Easy out for him, though. Not if, to Zambone. Yeah, obviously the guy that tripped with the cup named. Nicholas Abe Kubel. Sure. Nicholas. I didn't hear the name Nicholas the first two times. Hyphenated last name. Abe hyphen Kubel. Have you said Nicholas every time you've told me this? Once. I thought it was Abe Kubel. Yeah, me too. Me I don't think too. you've said Nicholas yet. This is the first time you said Nicholas. The guy's name being Nick is maybe much fucking I, Maybe easy. I didn't want to slander Nick's. Well, oh, listen, Nicky. Saint Nick, Nick Moraldo, Nick Abe Kubel. What? Maybe it was the goddamn ice that old buddy tripped with Lordo and damaged that beautiful piece. Now, Gronkowski, who has retired, congrats to Gronk. 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 Uh, he played baseball with Lombo yeah. and dented the football, and it's still dented. Yeah. They'll fix Lordo. Like, they probably already fixed Lordo, right? That's a good question, actually. I wish we could talk to Mike to figure out, because they will fix it eventually, but I don't know if they're going to take it away from the players. Like, they're not letting that thing go right now. They just won that. They battled all year for that thing. I seen Nate McKinnon take a little baby sip of beer out of the Lordo. Mm-hmm. Just a little one. What do you mean? There had to be others. There had to be others. 
at Boston Connor here. I understand. Nate McKinnon, best friends with Sid, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Nate McKinnon said that he was the drunkest one at Sidney Crosby Stanley Cup parties. Sure. And he's hoping that Sidney Crosby will be the drunkest one at his party. I seen him take just a little baby sip out of Lordo, and I said, Nate, that's why you didn't win the Con Smythe, pal. Yeah, that was tough. And I assume maybe, hopefully, his thought process was, you know, everyone's got to take a quick sip, then everyone uh, gets to chug okay. a full beer Blood out of, of Christ. it. Blood of Christ. Yeah, situation. exactly. Uh, so were they wiping it down Pass. like the, old, the priests were or whatever? I, I don't think they wipe anything How long away. was that team uh, together for? This team together for a while oh yeah they got to run here uh a couple Fuck. guys a couple guys leave but the core is intact mccarr mckinnon uh landis Gog, they'll all be there for years well now. they're gonna have to sign jack johnson back and if they don't they're <laughs> fucked yeah at ton Diggs, how you doing pal good, how good, are pop? you doing pal uh great how was your weekend good weekend uh got some home renovations done you know took nice. some, some care of some stuff that you know i've been putting off it's a good weekend i ran some errands as well fixed some things got new internet in the house okay. there we go that was a big deal thank you nick and zita for stopping by with old billy and then the uh Metronet guy Jake. Here you go, Jake. Shout out, Jake. Jake the Snake. Jake. Alex. Alex. Alex, Alex sorry. from Metronet. Jake was somebody else that was there. Fish guy was also at the house I met for the first time. Nice. Yeah, his name's Tyler. Tyler's the fish guy. Uh, he was very nice. I met him yeah. for the first time. Learned guy. a lot about fish. Tur- took Friday off. Learned a lot. Got new internet. <laughs> yeah. Learned about a fish. Might have a new uh, fish tank in the house at some point. Like a different location. Like- yeah. Can't have a shark, though, because people get pissed that you have a shark. Why? Who's well, this? because shark, you, shark, you shark. have a, a tank, shark. and no matter how big your tank is, shark could, if actually live properly, outgrow uh, it. So you're well. you're containing something that shouldn't be contained. What about piranha? Well, I think piranha is available. I think that okay. is something that is available. But that's a certain type of tank, Diggs. Okay. The, the piranhas and the other fish are a certain type, and then there's a jellyfish. Uh, Ooh, there's a, there's a jellyfish that'd be a pretty group. tank. Yeah. I think I'm going towards jellyfish. Jellyfish stink, but they're... Cool to look what? at. Jellyfish stink only if they sting you and then Correct. you have to pee on yourself. But if it's in a tank, you're not getting in there. Who cares? Exactly. That's what the I'm barracuda, I do believe, yeah. is with the jellyfish, though. Blue barracuda. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's a blue barracuda or just base gas barracuda. There's eels in there, too, I think I can put. Well, you also eels. asked about the fish with the light. You call that the tank of death. Oh, yeah, the, you asked about the fish yeah. with the light. Yeah. The, uh, it's, it's a lantern yeah, fish. From uh, Finding Nemo, yeah, yeah, it's at the bottom of the ocean. Anyways, I think we all got some shit done around the house, and I like yeah. that. I feel very accomplished when I do stuff like that. Mm. Very rarely get to do it because I spend my yeah. weekends either sleeping or chilling, uh, getting stuff done. It feels damn good. You feel like an old man right now. I do. I mean, it's great because, you know, it's you do it, and there's some frost, there's some ups and downs. It's kind of like a Disney movie where, you know, you, everything's good and then there's a bad part but in the end you fucking thrive and you feel good at the yeah end. you feel accomplished when you yeah. look back Hell on what yeah. you had accomplished yeah yeah, yeah. you use exactly. that internet this weekend i did i watch did. anything good uh so you know i tried to watch john wick and we would dive into mcafee movie review mm-hmm. monday but we don't have ty here ty is actually uh, true he's a movie guy a scholar movie yeah. person yeah. went to school for movies so i feel like we are doing i mean i minored in film studies boom did you that's where at University of Pittsburgh. Whoa. The prestigious. Noted, noted film school. Yeah, Dan Marino made a movie. Yeah, Scorsese. Ace Ventura. Pet, <laughs> yeah. Pet Detective. True. Came right out of University of Pittsburgh. I don't think I finished with enough credits to actually get the certificate minor. for the minor. But yeah. uh, but you I took, took a couple class. classes, yeah. Yeah, I, I took frisbee class. Can't, still, don't, <laughs> still don't have forehand. Well, you don't play ultimate? I thought you had a forehand. Nah, I don't have forehand. No froth? Uh, don't froth either because I don't have forehand. Okay. Can't Shit. control it. Skip the classes. Showed up at test days. Everything else was good. Forehand day. Big F. So I ended up getting C in the class. <laughs> yeah, that works though. <laughs> no, I mean it does, I guess. But it really, that was one you expect. <laughs> yeah, you expect to get an A in the GPA <laughs> booster. <laughs> sure. That was one. Yeah, but you only got four tests, and if you fail one of them, kind of fucked. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And then the final had the oh, no. final the had forehand in, and by yeah. it turns out I did not. 
I did not practice from the failed test to the final. And I really took quite a bit out of my score there. Yeah, I got to see in that class, but that didn't make me a Frisbee expert. What you're saying is you took in multiple classes. And I guess I watched a silent movie class as well. Yeah, there you Whoa. go. That was a pretty good one. The train robbery, right? Yeah, the great train robbery. Boom. Black. I like walked one of the first out movies four, ever. 14 minutes into that thing. Yeah, I said, silent. I can't do this. That class was four hours long. They're showing these fucking biblical proportion movies. It's like, you need to slow down. I ain't doing any of this. I filled in a couple of tests. There's another C or D on there. All these electables that people took and got like A's on, I got bottom of the barrel on them because <laughs> it was very difficult to understand. We'll dive into the McAfee movie review, I guess. Try to watch John Wick. I get it. I fell asleep. Oh, no. That's how the end far? of the McAfee movie review. No, how far <laughs> in did you get? That's it. That's the end of it. Why did you see him? At Thank you. <laughs> what? McAfee movie review Monday. It has came and gone already. I get Come it. On. I get it. His wife. <laughs> Boogeyman. Great person. The dog, Daisy. Oh, yeah, that was tough. The boogeyman scared of John Wick. I, I that. Listen, yeah. I love everything about it. I like that the enemy, the leader of the enemy crew was like, fuck the John He's got yeah. a great accent, but you missed it. No, John Wick is the boogeyman. No, no. At the beginning, they're, they're singing a song about the boogeyman. The boogeyman's yeah. scared of John Wick. Baba Yaga. Yeah, yeah he, he's scared of... That's at the beginning of the thing. Uh-huh. You're saying at the end, they, they, he... They, I always thought that John Wick was La Baba Yaga. No, no. They're, the, they're, I think he's scared of John Wick, right? <laughs> yeah, I think John Wick is like the head honcho in the world. <laughs> the boogeyman, listen, this is McAfee Movie Review Monday. I didn't watch the whole fucking thing. You were an expert two days ago. <laughs> I, mean, I thought they were calling fucking John Wick Baba Yaga. That is, that is his nickname. I and think at the they beginning, were, they're but, doing like the Chuck Norris fact thing. Like, yeah. The boogeyman scared of this guy. Mm-hmm. So he is I the boogeyman, so I guess. I was so distraught about the dog that I think I... Yeah, anyways, I think very aggressive of you guys, mostly Ty watching at home right now with the baby. I mean, a dog gets killed 15 minutes into the movie. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that is... That's tough. That is a tough... Yeah, but then you have to. Somehow you I, I mean, they made a baby face there. They made a baby face out of John quick. Wick very quick. Yeah. I mean, have his lady die, then his dog die, and in he has car. a sick car, uh-huh. and he gets his sick, and then he gets... Car. I mean, they made a baby face out of him quick, and he's an absolute stud, but I did fall asleep in the middle. I got home at 4 a.m. from uh, Austin, True. Texas after SmackDown. Flight... Plane had an issue, mechanical issue. Literally found that out after getting to Austin. Uh, I get a text like 10, 15 minutes before SmackDown starts. Hey, mechanical issue on the plane, can't fly home. Uh, We're going to try to find you another plane, if not maybe tomorrow morning. I'm like, oh, I'm in Austin for a night. Did not expect this, but here we go. Get a text middle of the show. Hey, available for midnight takeoff. You will land at 345 or whatever. I'm like, deal, get me home. So I got a chance to have a couple of beers over there what? in Austin. Yeah, I met young Jamie from Joe wow. Rogan Experience. Oh, okay. I did not know he was such an Ohio guy. A lot of OH is being tossed <laughs> Love around. that. He views uh, the OH thing just like A.J. Hawk. Oh, it's sacred. I'm like, how come you two, like, are two of the biggest Ohio State people in the history of Ohio State, and you both are fucking disrespectful to the I.O.? You know what I mean? What He's like, say? well, people were mocking it. It's too much. We don't need it. It doesn't have to be everywhere. They throw the thing around like crazy. That's yeah. what I thought. I think he's tired of that happening, potentially in outside places. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, this is an Ohio thing. This isn't uh, the hipster bar in Austin that we're at thing. Because oh. he had an Ohio Against the World shirt on, so there oh. was numerous, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. And he answered one of them, I think. And then I seen two not go unfulfilled. Yikes. And I was like, oh, so you and AJ both. <laughs> huh. You guys hate Ohio State. Do you guys think you're the reason you lost to fucking Michigan last year? Because mm-hmm. you leave the ducks on the pond with the I.O.? And he said, no, what AJ is doing is right. It needs to be held more sacred than just thrown around at, to anybody. He said, who knows if that person's an actual Ohio State person sure. or if they're like you just mocking it. I'm like, I never mock it. No. I'm trying to help you guys beat fucking yeah. Michigan. I'm sick of you guys just losing and stinking and all the hype and all the money that Ryan Day needs to run that program. I'm trying to get the O.H.I.O. Uh, out there more 
and more so everybody can feel the vibe. He said, well, it sounds like you're mocking it just by the way you described it. I said, valid, OH. <laughs> and then he didn't say anything. And I said, well, I owe. And I went and got him a beer. And ah. then that's kind of how it all is. Great guy, though. First time meeting him, I chit-chatted on the internet a little bit. He was very nice. Seamus and I got a chance to have a pint. Ooh. That was great. Uh, more people at the WWE. Did you guys fight? Did you bar fight? No, we didn't have pints and fights. We just had pints. Thank and, God. Uh, I believe I was forced to have a whiskey as well. It was not right. an Irish whiskey. It was not an Irish Weird. whiskey. No, or maybe Jameson. it was. I don't know. Maybe it was Jameson. I don't know. Does young Jaime have his PhD as well? Uh, I'm not 100% sure if he's a doctor. Okay. I'm not sure if Jamie's a doctor or not. I don't think he's a doctor. Great hair, him. though. He's got good hair. Right. Flow? Yeah. Cool guy. Great conversation. Good chatter with him. They're in the middle of a vastly different world than the one we're in. So, yeah. Like, kind oh. of can have a conversation about, like, our professions, you know, that not a lot of people can have. <laughs> sure. But also can't really because the vastness of how big that show is uh -huh. and also the world that they're in vastly different than our sports studio world. yeah wide range of topics over there but yeah. i mean at least smackdown felt like it was a pretty awesome little environment in austin though Austin was pretty cool that uh arena that i forgot the name of mid-sentence uh on smackdown and then almost dropped an f-bomb immediately afterwards <laughs> and then michael cole had to make up for it he's the moody center the moody center yeah, yeah. About to be the arch man yeah that's center. exactly what it is potentially yeah bingo um no i'm not gonna say it whoa Somebody down there told me that like the Texas football fandom thing not real. What, what you that person might have been trying to stir shit with me though to say it in the microphone to stir shit with Texas. Yeah. But like I was like, hey, if I give a ho big hookem right now, everybody's just gonna lose their mind. And this was at the little hipster bar. He was like, well, maybe not really. Like mm. I'm like, oh no. Is it in Austin? Is it an OH situation? No, I don't think it's an OH situation. I think Austin has a lot of other shit going on right now. Oh. Like I think Austin yeah. has a lot of other stuff going on right now that the Texas football team has kind of fallen oh, back a little okay. bit. Well. But if Arch Manning gets there and they. Get in there and they win they'll all yeah. be all the way back but with the person that was standing right next to me at the bar uh where there was two bartenders that were really doing a great job but there's i don't know 100 people waiting to get drinks so it was quite a fascinating little scene there yeah. so i got a chance to chat he said texas football fandom that the stadium will always fill up you know because we're there but sure. it's not like a live or die situation oh. like it maybe was in the past with texas football Interesting. but when it comes back i think Arch Manning will bring it all the way back, which is even better for Arch for him to hook him. But the Moody Center, two months old. We're one of the first shows in there. No way. Yeah, it's fucking beautiful. State of the art. Beautiful. Air conditioning was great. It was 104 when I landed. Oh, Jesus. Lord. Austin was so hot. Texas in the summer. Speaking of hot, hockey. Hell yeah. Yes. Speaking of hot, the ice in Tampa. Yeah. Uh-oh. A couple games ago, that might have slowed down the Colorado Avalanche, but not last night. <laughs> Going into the third period, had a lead, and they never relented. They were diving in front of pucks. When it, imagine that motivational speech from the Avalanche oh. head coach in between the second and third period. Yes. Boys, you're one period away from eternal legacy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Every puck that is shot, your face goes in front of mm -hmm. it. Our goalie doesn't have to make a single save if yeah. we're really skating. Uh -huh. We do not give up any cheap goals. Then they gave up a two-on-one like yeah. three minutes in there. Oh, yeah. There was a chance that the Tampa Bay Lightning were going to be able to get back into it. But nonetheless, the team that was the greatest from the beginning of the season remained all the way through the end of the season. Joining us now, a fellow Stanley Cup champion, a man who hosted That's Hockey Talk this season. He's on NHL Network and now a friend of the show, which we are very grateful for. Out of Cleveland, don't hold it against to Mike Rubb. Yeah, hey, Robert. Robert. What's going on? How hey. are we today? Hey, I'm great. How are you? Are you still, uh, you still riding the high from old uh, Lordo celebration last night? Did you get into any of that with the abs or any of them? 
No, so uh, down in Tampa, right there, um, right next to the arena, is uh, the JW Marriott. And uh, so, you know, that was a, a spot that was open by the time we got out last night. So we went over there, and all of a sudden you saw the bus pull up, and that was the Avs Hotel. So I, I put something on, on Twitter, just the guys kind of passing through with the cup, going up an escalator up to, like, the – they must have had a, some of the banquet halls uh, kind of rented out or, or – or they were going to use that for kind of the, the post party and uh, take a gander at it when you get a chance. I love seeing the boys. Like it's always every year. It's like, who is going to right here? Okay. So watch this. Bo, so we got Bo Byram. Who's going to be coming up shirtless. Uh, see him right there. <laughs> pumping the two fists. Yeah. Bo Byram just turned 21 three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, so he's enjoying life right there. But, uh, you know, that's the closest. You know, last night, it's, you know, it's more, uh, that's their special time, right? Like, you know, I mean, they 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 earn that. Stay up all night. Do what you're going to do. Uh, it was it was impressive, man. That team that team was the real deal. And they, and they beat a team that is absolutely the real deal as well. Okay, so I'm happy you got a chance to kind of ride the wave of the Stanley Cup championship, too, by the way, covering it in the arena. I sent you in a suit last night that looked clean. Hey, that was a Lordo suit you had on last Lordo night. Lordo suit, yeah. yeah. Bring out the good one, man. You got to bring out the good one for that. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, special occasion, special occasion. Hey, greatest year for the NHL in some time this year. I think the games, the matchups, the television, the broadcast, the conversation. I feel like this year was a big year for the NHL. And the Avalanche were a team all through the year that everybody thought was going to win. Yeah. So I feel like that's a good outcome. And they, they topple the back-to-back Stanley Cup chance. Feels like this was a perfect storybook for the NHL this year or no? Yeah, yeah, no, it was. I mean, we had the big the big rights deal with TNT and ESPN, and I thought both networks did a great job. I'm sure there's going to be some pivoting along the way and adjusting to different things, but the viewership was up. Um, you know, it's it, just the nature of it, too. It's it's in more households uh, with these two networks, so that, that helps a lot. And then, um, yeah, man, I, I thought the playoffs were awesome. I thought the playoffs, I thought round one, we had – so in round one of the eight matchups, we had five of them go to game sevens. Um, and it's not too often that you have what people think are the best two teams that actually meet in the finals. And this is like the first time we've really seen that in a really long time. We had one team that was trying to make history with a, a three-peat. And maybe there's this other team here in Colorado who a lot a lot of people think probably should have arrived a year or two ago and won their first cup of, of this. And uh, they might be that next team that's kind of grabbed maybe that Western Conference for the next number of years. Man, I thought it was awesome. Star power galore. Hey, Kale McCarr. Yeah. Kale McCarr has been – it was uh, – we had it We had it in the um, post-game show last night. I mean, insane. That's this it. guy – this guy's last number of years. That's it. So he's yep. 22 years old. By the way, just real quick. Con Smythe playoffs MVP. He yeah. can walk through any place in America outside of Colorado. Nobody <laughs> no, clue. no. But next year, no. next couple years, because of what yeah. you're about to say, I think he's young. Yeah. Well, I, I, dude, I joke around. Nikki knows this. Like I, I call him. He looks like Elf on the Shelf. He's always got these rosy cheeks. He's got this like little, you know, unassuming face. But he's a cold-blooded assassin out there on the ice. He's his numbers. He's putting up are up there with Bobby Orr. Um, Hall Coffee. Well, I mean, you're I talking all-time co- greats. He's 22, coffee. so he's won now in the last number of years. 
he's won the Hobie Baker for best, you know, that's the Heisman in college hockey. So he won the Hobie Baker. Uh, he won the Calder Trophy NHL Rookie of the Year. Oh. He has won um, the uh, – he was first-team All-Star or all that kind of stuff too. You know, it's a little bit lesser of a, of a significance. But then there's – he um, won the Norris Trophy Best Defenseman. He won the Playoff MVP. I mean, this guy, the next thing, he potentially could be in the conversation if things keep progressing like this. He could be a league MVP guy. Is a defenseman. He's he's incredible. And this last, is kind hey, of a last, big coming out party for him. A little who's bit. the last defenseman that was uh, that won MVP? Because who, who, oh, this is a big deal, right? Like a defenseman having more points than everybody oh. else is a massive ordeal, especially when you got McKinnon on a squad who started yeah. a playoff run where he was on top of the world. A defenseman leading in points and then also winning that is huge, right? This is not normal at all in the NHL. No, I, if I had to guess, I'd say I'd say Bobby Orr. Oh yeah. I, I would guess because Bobby that? Orr that's had over 20 points. No, no, a, that's the 20s. No, I don't no, think 70s. he led the league in points. But the last guy to win the MVP as a defenseman would be our friend Chris Pronger. Yes, Pronger. Yes, but 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 oh, so we're talking. Oh, we're just talking def- defenseman winning the MVP. Yeah. yeah, Prongs, our boy Prongs. But yeah, yeah. So that was Bobby what two thousand. Bobby Orr uh, had over hundred points, but that like that's some of the stuff that some of these you know, Kale McCarr's not far off that, right? And he's a young kid; he's just getting better and better. But uh, it's nuts, man. It is nuts what uh, that young team did. And and here's a little kicker to it. You know what? Uh, we we talked about it on the show before, Pat. It's like. In the, in the next coming days, we're going to see all the injury reports come out. We see mm. it in every sport, right, when mm-hmm. their season's done or the playoffs are done. And they're always you, – you read it and you're like, holy shit, these guys. Like, what? I, I've had a couple conversations with people that have said, wait till you see what Tampa was dealing with. No excuse. The oh. best team won. We know this. The best team won. Uh, Colorado was a better team than, than Tampa right now. But from what I'm, what I've heard, there's like significant. You heard John Cooper say at the head coach of Tampa after the game, if this was the regular season, we'd be playing with half of our minor league roster. That's how banged up our group is. So I love that, man. That's playoff hockey. It gives me uh, goosebumps just talking about it. And they were close, but uh, both teams are dealing with a ton of injuries, and and that's that's what makes hockey playoffs great. I think. I think hockey is a such a throwback sport. You know, now I I don't know if that's going to change with all the modern coverage sure. and the money that's going to be handed out and the superstardom that's going to come with this all. I think it's only a matter of time, uh, much more than lacrosse, much more than soccer. I think the hockey world is about to blow up because of the NHL. P.K. Subban's on first take right now, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I think I think hockey is going to see quite a grow, so maybe the throwbackness of the sport might disappear. But it's just expected, right, of hockey guys? Like, are you hurt or are you injured? Yeah. And even if you're injured, can you play? Yeah, then the rest of the locker room, your coaches, and even the entire community is like, what do you mean you didn't play with a broken fucking leg? It's the playoffs. <laughs> That's an old-school throwback mentality in a lot of sports that is still happening. And I think that is why the world is going to have a lot of respect for the NHL. I can't wait to hear what the fuck these guys have been dealing with. Broken legs yeah. have come out like, oh, this guy actually has a broken leg. You saw him play last night for 40 minutes on ice, skating yeah. through there. Yeah. He actually has a broken leg. He'll be out for like eight months or something. Like that wow, shit man. happens in hockey. Yeah, you know, it's funny. that So the one of the big, I mean, there's been a ton of great storylines for Colorado that's allowed them to win this cup. But Val Nachuskin, okay? Oh, Here's yeah. a guy. He's a Russian player. Uh, he's big boy. He's a big boy. He's probably six, 
uh, what is he? Probably six four, six five, maybe um, two two twenty five or so. He's he's jacked. He skates hard. He he's a he's a fast <laughs> skater, but he's he's big, right? And he was dominant in these playoffs in a lot of different ways. He, in my opinion, he may have been their best forward in the in the finals. So he gets hurt, and he don't, they don't know if he's going to play yesterday. So it's funny because this is like our pre production meeting. Um, so every, all eyes are on on Bell. Bell goes out in uh, pregame skate yesterday, optional pregame skate. He goes out, no equipment. He's got like his he's got like his bike shorts on and like a t shirt, and he puts his he puts his hockey uh, skates on, and he's going out there, and he's just kind of being gingerly on it. He walked into the arena with a limp in a walking boot. Then he puts his skate on. He goes out there and he starts going. And as soon as I saw him in the skate, uh, me and Mike Johnson, that um, you know, another former player, were like, "Oh, he's go, he's going." And they're like, "What do you mean he's going?" He, they were seeing him coming in. He can't walk. They said he can't. He's hobbling very badly. I'm like, if he can get his foot in the boot, the boot is like a walking. Like the, it, it is better for hockey players with any ankle, leg injury, foot injury. It's better to be in your skate than it is your sneakers because you don't your your foot's going like this, right? It's it, it immobilizes your foot in your boot. It's a I'm cast. Like, oh, this dude's good to go. We're watching him in warm-ups trying to get a feel. This guy's fucking flying around like nothing. I mean, he's he's for sure I, I've been told there's like at least five or six guys that have broken feet. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's like it's nuts, man. They're blocking shots. You you break your foot. And the guys are just dealing with it, and it's uh, it's incredible. I love the thought, though, of other people who weren't in the hockey world going, that guy can't even walk, so we'll have him down is out. And you guys look yeah. at him. I'm like, no, he's Now good, he's man. fucking <laughs> playing. Yeah. Can he put his foot into the skate? Yeah. Then he's playing. What are we even talking about? This is. Yeah. But well, I it's mean, 2022, like, think, think about Rob. It from that standpoint, though. <laughs> What's that? Lord, uh, Lordo's in the building. All right? Bingo. You throw that thing up there, Pat. Yeah. First off, Sorry. that one's in much better shape than the one last night. You saw that thing get dinged up. Oh, you're talking about Nicholas? Yeah. You're talking about Abe? when Nicholas nicked the bottom of Lord Stanley Cup? Just found Dude. out his name was Nicholas? <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> it looks like a fucking chunky soup can opener. Just damage <laughs> yeah. We're at the grocery store just bah. When you try yeah. to open it from this thing, when you try to spin, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's unbelievable. But at least it was the bottom, I guess, right? But, uh, anyways, that little know, kid. You, hey, hey, that little kid holding Lordo oh. like this in the front row, this little baby yeah. Lordo, that was awesome. Unbelievable. Like Hawk NHL should have that photo. Yeah, so he's good. like that. And then I think there's a zoomed out one where I think actual Lordo is in front. And I think he's wearing the same jersey as the person that's holding it. Like the NHL, if they don't get the 8K photo mm-hmm. of that and just talk that's, about like that is awesome. forever. Hey, this is what hockey means. Yeah, it's fucking awesome, kid. Hey, good on you, child. You won the Lordo too, pal. Go on. I got, so where we're sitting, our set, okay? Um, we're sitting there and right where the tunnel came out, where the cup came, our set was right up there at the end of the top, top section. Right in front of us all game, we were in front of the uh, – Sorry, behind Colorado's family section. So all the wives, girlfriends had these. They had these sweet jackets made up. They had their. Uh, oh yeah. They're like they're oh. like their jean oh, jean coats. Like, like, like the Edmonton, the, yeah. the McDavid. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, that, yeah. like that. So they had well, all that stuff. Yeah. And, um, relationship. So we're, wow, we're sitting there, and so the game ends. The clock's counting down, and you're watching it count down. And I I never seen anything like this because like. When we won, we were on the ice, and I haven't been this close to family members that have been a part of this grind with these, with with the families, uh, you know, with the with the guys on the ice. 
everyone like bawling. And I look over and the my the crew that we're on with, Mike Johnson and, and Jameson Coyle, we look over and we're like, that looks like a lot that guy looks like a lot like Jack Johnson. Is that Jack Johnson's brother? And then we start putting it together. It was the best thing ever, guys. I, I can't even tell you, like he his hands were on his head. He's a grown man, like whatever. Tears flowing down his face. Parents, like, you know, like the parents are bawling and like everyone, all of them came. They're kind of scattered around the section, the family section. They all came together in this pack. And it was just like everyone. I, I was just, I, I wasn't even watching the ice. I'm, it's right in front of me. And I, I can't believe what I'm seeing. I mean, it's powerful. That's powerful, Rupper. It is, dude. It is. Powerful. And then so when Jack, so Jack, I, I'm assuming this is his brother. Because then um, Jack got the cup, skates over, holds it over his head. And that guy just puts his hands on his head, his brother. And he, he sits down and he just buries his head. Oh, man. And, you know, like awesome. I, there's that stuff. There's um, Nathan McKinnon came over, uh, taking the pictures with his dad right in the little entranceway. And Nathan McKinnon's mom comes out. And it was the coolest thing because she's just this little thing. Nathan McKinnon's a bull. She comes out. He gives her a long hug. And then she just gives the biggest smack on the back. Like, like <laughs> it's like. It's like the coach you be like, yeah, just pounding <laughs> in the back. And I'm like, his mom's so fired up. Like, this is these kids have talked about this, have played these things out in their household since they were three or four years old, especially the Canadian guys, right? So they're seeing it play out. It was powerful, man. It was really cool. Well, that's just it's the family's dreams, too. You know, they've sacrificed mm -hmm. a lot. I, a couple years back, they and baseball is not a sport that I fancy to watch. I just can't get into it. I apologize. But they had, like, this the cam on this guy's dad. It was his first ever game in the big leagues after all these years in the minors. And his dad was there, and they showed his dad. And I think he hit a bomb. And his dad, like, went crazy and was crying. Just I'm, I'm like, getting teared up thinking about it. The amount of balls that that dad yeah. threw, right? right? The amount of balls and the amount of time that they were invested in this dream to come true. You getting to witness that last night is an absolutely glorious thing because that's all their dreams, right? And they've heard all the bad shit that has been yeah. said about their kids and about their boyfriends or husbands or whoever's out there. That whole dream to the top is from every part of the village almost. And getting a chance to watch that had to be so cool. You probably thought about your family whenever you experienced it, what was happening and what was going on. It's uh, That's a cool thing. And that's what happens. That's what Lordo can do yeah, for the whole family. Fun. That's what Lordo can do. I, I, got a, I got a funny story about, real quick, about when, when – um, not to make this about me, but just about winning the cup, right? Hey, Rob, this oh, guy sure. won a Stanley Cup. Yeah, this go, guy, hey, everybody, this guy. Congrats, bro. This guy won a Stanley Cup. Yeah, hey, where's the game when you go? Yeah, yeah, all right, we on. get it, dude. All so right. Now, maybe I should set up like this. If you guys didn't know, I won one of those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyways, no, what I want to say, so I was a rookie, right? And this is all stuff, everything that goes into it. And that's why even Colorado had that opportunity to close out in Denver, right? There's so much going on, man. You've got family, friends. Everyone's coming in. They're staying at your house. They're trying. It, it's a lot. And teams try to do their best with like get everything situated, tickets, passes. We we will take care of everything. You guys play the game. Um, I think it's a little bit easier on the road. And uh, but anyways, so we have game seven, and I was a rookie. You know, I mean, I, I as far as the totem pole, I didn't I didn't have status as far as uh, you know rank on the team. So there's tickets to go around. Each team, you know, every the team only had X amount of tickets to go around. And so my parents, uh, my mom and stepdad came in, uh, wanted to come in, and my dad came in. I didn't have tickets for them. Oh. And I'm like, I, guys, I don't 
they don't, everyone used all the tickets. Like I didn't, I didn't have any tickets. And, um, so what ended up happening is it was so cool. This, uh, earlier in the season, my, my mom was at the game and, and met a season ticket holder and they, she just thought it was cool that, you know, it was a player's mom and they became friends on Facebook. So uh, they were like, are you guys coming in for the game? We should meet up and grab a drink before the game. And she's like, yeah, we're coming. We're trying to find tickets. And the season ticket holder, think about this, season ticket holder for the Devils was like, wait, you guys don't have tickets? And she's like, no, we'll, we'll find them, whatever. They gave their game seven tickets to my parents. Oh, no. Like gave them. Like, that's dude, awesome. you, that's why you have fucking season tickets. So you can go <laughs> to that game, yeah. right? They gave them to my parents. My dad was scalping tickets outside. So he got the nosebleeds up top. But I'll tell you what, in that moment, just thinking about that family stuff, like in that moment, at the end of the game, when I saw them down in the locker room, it was, the, it was one of the coolest moments in my life. I'll never forget it. And it, it, it like almost didn't happen. But without someone's generosity, man, I don't know. I, I, I would have snuck them in probably somehow, but I, I don't know. It's, it's nuts. That's amazing. And have you followed up with um, – because the Devils have never been back, right? Have the Devils ever been back? Uh, they've been to the finals, but have not won since then. Oh, yet. that season ticket holders just waiting on it. <laughs> hey, we appreciate you though. The Rups, the Rups, <laughs> yes. Yes, the Rups enjoyed you. it. Nick, your question for old Stanley Cup champion Rupper. Uh, well, maybe that season ticket holder was just so sick and tired of watching these guys trap and slow everything down on the way to win that cup <laughs> that they were just bored with the game. Oh, a little inside hockey. Uh, you guys are bored. Rupper, uh, <laughs> as a Stanley Cup champion, you were one of the guys who received the cup after the game. Everyone knows the captain goes up. Uh, they are the first to touch the cup after it's awarded from the commissioner or last night the deputy commissioner, Bill Daly. But then there's kind of like an unwritten rule in terms of order of who gets yeah. to lift the cup. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so a lot of times, I mean, the captain's obviously who gets it from the commissioner or in last night's case, the deputy commissioner. Um, and, I mean, depending on what each team's situation is, uh, if, if you have a veteran that's been around a long time that's been chasing a cup, whether it's with that organization or even with another organization, there kind of just becomes this unwritten rule of who's going to get it next. Otherwise, you just go like captain and then through your assistant captains and through your lineup. But um, yesterday was yesterday was cool because um, we find out about it later because Eric Johnson was the second one. So Eric Johnson was a first overall pick. He was one of the original. Uh, he's the veteran on this team, right? He's been there for a long time. And he's helped mentor these kids. And, uh, you know, he, he, he was the second one to get it there. And, and they asked him afterwards, like, did you know about this? And he said, this is what's cool. Because they, remember, this team was was close the last couple of years. They, they, in a lot of people's mind, people thought they, they've really underachieved because they haven't won one yet. And so I guess Gabe Landeskog, uh, the captain, told Eric Johnson a couple of years ago, we're going to win this and I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you second. And they're like best of friends. Right. Oh, so that's sure as hell what happened last night. And then, and then it goes even from there to, um, what it went from EJ to, uh, um, then, then you start going through like Andrew Cogliano. This guy was, this guy was up for the Ironman streak in NHL history. Yes. Cogliano. And he, Wildly. uh, yeah. yeah. He's bounced around. He's played 1,100, 1,200 games, right? So he's going to get it early on. Then they just kind of go through. So it, it's cool. It's a neat It's a neat thing because uh, you can be a guy that's chasing cups for – chasing a cup for Jack 15 Johnson. years. Yeah, yeah and they're going to – and you're going to get that honor like right away. Put this in this baby's hands. And the guys genuinely like – they 
they love, especially when guys have already won a cup, they love giving it to a guy who's worked his whole career for one. And uh, so there's a couple situations like that last night. Well, I appreciate your coverage all season. I appreciate you doing that hockey talk. You were a great addition to our family. Hopefully we'll be able to bring you back. Now enjoy the off season, pal. Yes. Thank you guys. Uh, everybody enjoy. And uh, yeah, we still got some hockey news, but maybe we'll wait for the big stuff to hit. But a little downtime would be nice, too, right? And we'll get geared up for next season. Well, and officially, by the way, that's hockey talk. That's yeah. Hockey talk. That's, hockey, that's talk. hockey talk. Hell of a run, hockey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Rupper. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Let's ride. Here we go. Do it. Come on. We're going to continue to do it. Don't need you all stepping on top of each other. Got to nail it. All right. And Ty Schmidt, obviously out, but the toxic table is here. At Nick Moraldo, at Boston Connor, uh, at Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Done. Cowboys, we'd all like to say congrats to the Schmidt. Yeah. There you go, Schmidt. Send Ty, and I don't know if his wife's uh, Twitter and Instagram is necessarily public. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't so. think I should be the person that's giving that away. <laughs> but you should certainly send Ty congratulations. They had a hell of a weekend. I believe they celebrated their anniversary and the birth of their child in the same weekend. Mm-hmm. We are incredibly happy for him. He'll be off for the next few weeks as he tries to build the mono with the baby. That's right. Mm-hmm. The mono. Maybe make sure they learn. Skin to skin. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have to. I'm your dad. Mm-hmm. Listen. Me. John Wayne Gacy's from the same town that I am from, but you are not from that town, so you're going to be better. That is not what Ty's saying, and I need not make fun of that because that baby is beautiful, innocent, and going to go on to do great things, and there's no reason to bring up that Klein JWG from Waterloo, Iowa. Thank you. That's very mature of you. I am very mature. No matter what he did for KFC. Campy, you know. He created the double diddle. Delicious. Double diddle. Double diddle. Joining us now is a man who did not create any sandwiches for KFC, but he certainly is a double diddle. Sure. (laughs) Maybe a triple diddle. If you think about it, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion. That's triple diddle if I've ever heard of it in my entire life. Uh Ladies and gentlemen, uh, COVID survivor, private plane survivor, face of the Ohio State, AJ Haas. AJ What's up, buddy? Oh, hey, guys. Happy Monday. Hey, happy Monday to you. How was your week? New haircut. Fresh Whoa. cut. Fresh cut. Let's go. Yeah, fresh cut this morning. Hey, how's it going? Give me the AJ Hawk. What's the AJ Hawk? Uh, like drill instructor. All right. Got it. <laughs> Let that thing fly. Uh, we love the fact that you're getting all freshened up here. Is this because Tahoe's right around the corner? Ooh. It's because I needed a haircut. Oh. Well. Oh. But all you know, the sides bug me. The sides get really long, really fast, and that just bugs me. Yeah, me too. That's because we have huge heads. So when this grows out, you, it makes your head look even more obnoxiously sized, right? Uh, yeah, I guess that is that is definitely part of it. I haven't thought about it too much, but yeah, I just think it's this feels terrible. Well, that's that's the reason why. I, I would assume, like anytime I try to grow my hair out now. Um, like it grows out this way and my head looks cartoon sized. It's like all right, too large of a head. So I have to power through that at some point in my life. I will grow back. Mm-hmm. Hopefully something that is close to the majesticness of Connor's mullet. Probably not. But that'll come someday in the future. Yeah, with those new for the brand hats. I mean, you throw that hat on for, you know, two, three months and then all of a sudden you got a mullet. Hey, we got Nike hats now all of a sudden, AJ. How does that work? Well, I don't know. CFL Phil just works magic. Yeah. Boom. We talked about it one day. It was on the store the next, literally, the next day. Look at that hat Zito's awesome. wearing. Looks like a hat model. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because he does incredibly handsome face or whatever. Yeah. Uh, AJ, I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, did you watch any of the golf? Shoffley got a big win on the PGA there. An amateur almost got into that thing. That would have been a tough look for the PGA if an amateur <laughs> wins. But instead, Shoffley brings it home. And an incredible golf. I enjoyed the hell out of that Sunday watch. Yeah, I watched uh, a little bit of it. I got to see the fireworks at the very end. I was no, I was busy uh, prepping for the abs to, to close this one out in Tampa. I was uh, I, honestly, I don't know why I was thinking this was still in Colorado though. They're like, oh man, it's in Tampa. Well, it's because two, yeah, two, one, 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 or whatever. You know, you figured that out. But I was going to try to delay this conversation as long as possible because you were the only one on this program that was pulling for the Avalanche in the Stanley Cup championship. Uh, and that's because your brother-in-law, Jack Johnson, who was trending on Twitter this morning when I woke up, over a thousand plus regular season games, never getting to hoist Lordo. Now he goes out to Colorado, plays big time minutes for him, wins the Stanley Cup. Congrats to your family. Congrats to Jack Johnson, hey, AJ. Jack. Thank you. I know you guys are, are upset that the, the Lightning couldn't figure it out, but I feel like they handled it well. They were very classy. Uh, in defeat in the abs thought it was awesome old buddy skates with lordo drops him kind of sets everybody off i'm looking forward to seeing what this parade looks like for colorado um jack johnson and have you chatted with him how pumped is he was there emotional moments oh, juiced i mean if you there's pictures of jack holding the cup he got it real early on seeing that yeah it was awesome i saw rupper talk about that would be his brother kenny who kenny is a six foot four version of jack who i believe is still playing at penn state playing hockey and it makes sense yeah with Hearing Rupper talk about his brother getting emotional, I had to be pretty awesome, man. Did you get emotional? Yeah, a little bit, watching with my kids, yeah. I was FaceTiming, my wife is out of the country, and so I had to FaceTime the TV screen for her to watch. <laughs> what a moment. Old school. Hey, congrats to Jack. Yeah, that's so cool. Awesome. And after shaking his mitt at your little cult <laughs> festival, I'm surprised it wasn't his hand that bent that lord up. Really? Big I, guy? But lumbering dude. Like, yeah. His hand, literally, his hand came in, and it was like, holy shit, what is this guy? Obviously calloused up. And sure. But it, it's, did he ever talk about Lordo escaping him after all those games and all those years? Because he came to Pittsburgh, what, after we won? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Came to right Pittsburgh after. right after we won. So literally everybody on the team had already won a Stanley Cup. The deal was set up in a way that it was because of something that happened in his life. And the Pittsburgh people were not too kind on that. So that's really how I knew of him. And then I got to meet him at your little cult event where we were raising money. He was very nice. Now he ends up at the Avs. He was a feel-good story for the entire NHL. Did he ever chat about that off the ice with family? Like, you know, my hockey career has certainly been something, but... Uh, thousand plus games who gives a fuck if you don't win the stanley cup is that how he viewed it or was he at peace before this run you think i mean i don't he jack always seems he's always in a good mood and just a, an overall positive dude but i'm sure it was something he wanted he felt like he played in the league for so long i know a thousand games was a big deal but i mean what a story for him obviously he has a crazy story with what happened his family or whatever all this stuff it's public it's brutal and jack is a victim and he's an unbelievable guy but Jack wasn't even going to play this year. He went to Colorado like on a tryout, basically a camp, and then made the squad. I know like was up and down a few times during the season, then gets to play in, in every game at least in the finals and do that. Yeah, like what a yeah. I'm happy for him because I know him very well and I know what he's been through. So it's just really it was awesome, man. Hey, he was hitting some bodies now. Too. Oh yeah, blasting dudes. My kids were so pumped. We're watching him like more intently than we normally have this whole series. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. Jack just 
blasting dudes in the back. I'm like, I don't know what's a penalty, what's not, <laughs> what's interference when you hold guys or whatever, but Jack Nobody does. seems to find a way. Hey, you know who was on a collision course last night, potentially? Mm. You know, Patty Maroon? The good yeah. Maroon and Jack Johnson. They both were playing the very similar styles last night, which I respect and appreciate it. Uh, Patty Maroon getting caught not only on camera, but by a guy where he's about to baseball swing mm. his stick off the back and then the tweet. Here's three-time Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> like, just so condescending. That's hockey, though. And Rupper told us that all these injuries are about to come out that everybody played through. That That's such a throwback league over there. There's going to be, like, broken feet, broken legs, probably, that guys were playing 35, 40 minutes on just yesterday. It is... The hockey, I think they had a great year this year. Great year for publicity, PR. I think fan bases grew everywhere. What a great year for uh, for hockey. And I can't wait for people to hear what a lot of these motherfuckers are playing through this entire season. Yeah, this is the fir their first year on ESPN ABC, right? This uh, year? Yep. And TNT, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like it went great. I feel like a lot oh, yeah. more eyeballs got on it. Obviously, I'm more invested with a family member on a team that went and won at all. But I don't know. Like, I guess numbers have probably been good that they're reporting, aren't they? Up 160% or something from last players year. Players are yep. juiced. Escrow, escrow check just went up then. <laughs> players love that. Yeah, they always want bigger cities to win so that the uh, viewers more. But I believe the viewers are up because of the ability to be seen as opposed to in years past where it was like, oh, wait, the Stanley Cup's on. Where is it? Well, it's after... It's after the Preakness. It'll start on CNBC, uh -huh. and then they'll move the second and third period of the Stanley Cup <laughs> to main NBC uh -huh. if there's no holdup at the horse track. You know, no offense, NBC, but I do believe that getting into the Rolodex or the lexicon of the sports community was a great thing. P.K. Subban was our first take this morning. Giving takes on the NBA. Yeah, Kevin Durant. <laughs> How'd it do? I didn't get to see it. Great takes. Yeah. I think they were, I have no idea. I didn't have it on. I didn't have the sound on. <laughs> no. Didn't have sound on. I only saw it happen uh, because got in the office a little bit later today. Had to catch up on everything. I looked over. I saw P.K. Saban. I'm like, all right, here we go. Hockey's on. I assume they're talking about Lordo. Look at the bottom. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. I'm like, of course. Okay. But P.K. even being on there, being, uh, you know, like representing the sport of hockey in that, that type of situation is great for everybody, mm -hmm. which leads me to this. Have you seen what's going on with Sunday Ticket? What, everyone's bidding for it? So DirecTV, for the last however many years, 1990 maybe they said the it? The only thing keeping DirecTV alive, yes. I would believe, is this, right? Yeah, by the way, only thing keeping probably Fox alive, CBS alive, everything is these NFL mm -hmm. deals that are happening, and I'm sure they would survive other ways. $1.5 billion a year is what DirecTV had been paying for Sunday Ticket, and the NFL is looking for a 100% increase on that. We would like $3 billion <laughs> yeah. a year, and there's only a few companies that can afford paying $3 billion a year, and it's all the streaming platforms, basically. They're saying Apple's in the game, Amazon's in the game, maybe even Netflix getting into the game, and Disney. Disney yep. potentially getting in the game. Would that mean ABC or would that mean Disney Plus? Who knows? And Albert Breer wrote this entire article about how the NFL doesn't just make decisions because of financial reasons. A check is going to have to be there, <laughs> but they like to look into the future to see what the future customer will like. And streaming platforms are the future. Just like when the DirecTV decision was made, the satellite seemed space age, and the NFL said, ooh, that's what's going to take our company somewhere. So they will look into the future and what will be good for their customer both 10 and 20 years from now as they make this decision. Sure. And it's probably heading to a streaming platform. Not 
Now, with what you just chatted about there with the NHL getting ESPN and ABC, do you think this is a good thing or bad thing to go directly to a streaming platform? And are we in a time now where everybody is going to log in and be a member and subscribe to every single streaming platform going forward, especially if there's an NFL game? Well, aren't they? They're already bundling streaming platforms where you buy like bundles of them. But if you said yeah, Disney's Hulu going after it, I would imagine Hulu then ESPN. this would be huge for ESPN Plus. Wouldn't they put every single NFL yeah. game on ESPN Plus then? You would think in Disney Plus. Remember uh, Don Batista had that uh, yeah, commercial uh, where he was in commercial. a canoe, mm -hmm. where it a was streaming. Oh, streaming. Yeah, where it was mm -hmm. Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, yeah. and Hulu. And Hulu, we're all together in one package. Don Batista announced that. So if Disney's in there, that was the first commercial for that. Yes. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. It was a great yeah. fucking it crushed. Commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a great, I'm still remembering it uh -huh. right now, June 27, 2022. So you'd assume if they get it, it would just be a part of that entire package, right? Yeah, and sorry to cut you off in the middle of that. I was. I pictured that commercial in my head. I, start, I just started laughing for a minute. But uh, either way, it has to go streaming. We're not going, it's... What's it? What's easier to do? Go to a streaming platform or get a stupid old school dish for yeah. your house? Well, so I think like Xfin if Xfinity wanted to take one more shot at existing and surviving, yeah, right. Better have three bill a year. Yeah, it's so. And they said it, it historically lost money for Directv. Is that true? No, come on. Dude, they, <laughs> they were charging like, they were charging over a hundred dollars a year or per season per customer. It yeah. might have been per month. Yeah, it's but like three hundred bucks. But. Do people have DirecTV strictly because Sunday Ticket's there, and are they accounting those people just because of Sunday Ticket if they use the rest of DirecTV? That's why those like affiliate and link deals are all bullshit. Because, and no, I'm happy we're at the stage where we don't have to do them anymore. A lot of young uh, podcasts and digital companies have to do that. How they, you have to prove how many people you can drive by using this link and doing that whole thing. Well, what if somebody doesn't need it right now, but they remember it from the show and they go and do it? Do you still get credit for that type of thing? That's kind of what I think when DirecTV says, no, they didn't necessarily make money directly off of that, but how many indirect direct tv customers were there because of sunday ticket being an option and i don't know if they can calculate that you know i also heard direct tv is gonna be done the next like four or five yeah. years yeah, absolutely yeah, they're they're dead. Dead. They, they didn't redo their contract no. with the satellites satellites are dead so dead i'm so pumped at the times of snow fucking up my national championship and super bowl are no longer mm -hmm. got new internet in the house aj here we go Hell yeah. hey you got fiber out there oh yeah Hell yeah. that's awesome TV still froze last night in the middle of the uh, Stanley Cup, but it got back much quicker than it had in the past. Yeah, and that's what you need. Might be the TV's fault. Joining us now, maybe a man with a little bit more information on this. Is $3 billion the asking price or $3 billion the actual price for Sunday ticket? What's going to happen with Deshaun Watson? Mm. Then, in turn, what's going to happen with Baker Mayfield? What about Debo Samuel? Uh, Jeremy Fowler's breaking news and then kind of retelling news mm. as breaking news every once in a while. Joining us, uh, senior <laughs> NFL insider for the NFL, and NFL.com, a man who knows all things about the NFL and is host of the weekly wrap up with Rap Sheet and Friends. Us being friends, he being Rap Sheet, Ian Rappaport. Hey, Rap Sheet! What's, What's up, up, dude? How are you, man? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Okay, we'll lead, we'll uh, put a bow on this particular combo that we're having before we move forward. DirecTV at on Sunday ticket after this season. Apple, Disney, Amazon, Netflix, probably every streaming platform is in on this. $3 billion is the asking price or the for sale price for Sunday ticket? And how long will that deal be, Ian Rappaport? Uh, have not heard the Netflix thing. It could definitely be true, just haven't heard it. But the, the other streaming services, I have heard it. Uh, and I think kind of like you talked about before a couple minutes ago, 
it does seem like, I don't know, I guess everyone is kind of going away from satellite streaming is where it's at. So, you know, taking this package there makes sense. Um, there's a lot we don't know. Um, as okay. far as the three million billion, um, I think that was more of like a baseline. Like, I don't get the sense it's going to be like, all right, I'll pay three and then it's done. There's actually a lot more that goes into this, how they want to structure it. What kind of availability uh, does the streaming service have? Like, is it is it sort of available for everyone? How prevalent is it? Um, is this something that's going to affect the potential partnership um, with NFL Media? Because NFL Media, which I work for, great job NFL Media, um, still looking for um, still looking for a partner. We don't know if it's going to be related or not. Um, but yeah, it does sound like Directv. Ian, out. Ian, yes. What do you know about NFL Plus? Uh, I went to a summit. Perhaps you remember. I believe we talked from there. Uh, you called it useless and oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. extravagant. Yes, hey, yeah. what? Learned a lot about NFL Plus there. What is it? It's going to be a service that we're going to provide. Uh, I'm actually the one laying the, the fiber and, and creating the app. <laughs> um, so I, I'm really good on the technical side there. Um, basically, it's going to be all of the extra stuff, including Game Pass, which is getting, sounds like, upgrades. Um, all the stuff that people would pay for, including live games. Um, I don't know how normal this is. I watch a lot of live games on my phone or iPad. Uh, it seems like people do that nowadays mainly so I can keep my wife happy. We can watch one show on the TV, watch the football on the phone or iPad. Uh, NFL Plus is coming out, I think, August? Either late July or, or early August. Seems to be pretty cool. Yeah, it seems to be quite a good business move by the NFL. Hey, if you don't want it, we can make our own. With that being said, you want to buy this and other stuff involved in the Sunday ticket package. It's $3 billion a year. Seems like a great business move. I think a lot of the local teams are creating content for NFL Plus, right? The stuff that maybe doesn't end up on social media or bigger videos, the local teams are going to be tasked with creating stuff for NFL Plus? Uh, I think that's right. We're going to have a lot from the teams on there as well as like we're going to create stuff, live games, which people like, Game Pass. My assumption is more me. Um, oh, yeah, which I think it will help a lot. Nice. I don't know that for There's sure. Always downsides. Um, yeah, well. So I think it's going to be great, and everyone should, uh, you know, subscribe. Okay. And stay All right. Well, congrats to NFL yeah, just creating nice. another cash wagon in yeah. NFL Plus. Uh, five bucks a month. That's hey, anybody can pay five bucks sure. a month for more NFL access, and also that price can get run up real quick, and then that can go for sale for something immediately. It's always good business. They're one step ahead. Let's move along. Let's talk about one step ahead. Feels like you're like that with a lot of breaking news. This week, you told me it's going to be a big one. This feels like a big week in the NFL's history. Florio tweeted out, normally this week is boring, not this year. Why is that? We're all expecting a Deshaun Watson punishment, which then immediately leads into a Baker Mayfield decision. Is that why this week is so big, or, or is there something we're missing? Well, I don't know for sure about when we are going to get a, a disciplinary resolution um, from the jointly appointed judge. I think it is possible, but we don't know for sure. What's going to happen is Deshaun Watson, uh, the current Browns quarterback, is going to meet on Tuesday and perhaps Wednesday as well in person uh, with the third-party arbitrator. This is significant. This is his hearing. And basically what's going to happen here 
The NFL is going to present its side, obviously pushing for a lengthy, indefinite suspension where he would be able to reapply after a year. Uh, the NFLPA is pushing for a lot shorter, perhaps even no suspension, arguing that he did not violate um, the NFL's personal conduct policy. And at that point, whenever this is over, uh, either tomorrow or Wednesday, then the judge has some options. She can issue a ruling, which is, okay, like, he violated the personal conduct policy, here's how many games. Or she could say he did not violate the personal conduct policy, in which case that's a wrap and it is over. Or she could ask for more. She could ask for briefs, which would then have to be filed within three days, um, which would prolong it a little more. Um, so there's several things that could happen. But yes, this is the first time where it's like a resolution is imminent. And that will tell us a real lot about this coming season. So she technically does have final say. Like, let's say she comes out and says 10 games. Doesn't Raj have to go through the appeal process? Uh, yes. Uh, well, actually, So will we know sides... anything tomorrow? Will we know her, her, her suggestion? Uh, will we know? I don't think tomorrow we will know. Uh, it might not even be over by tomorrow. I mean, there's look, this has taken us, I don't know, how many months? It feels like it's been, I think it's been more than a year, maybe 14, 15 months. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. Um, and several of the several of the accusers have some of the accusers have spoken to the NFL. There's all sorts of information. There's what Watson has provided. There's all sorts of witnesses that you know the NFL and, and documentation the NFL has provided based on their investigation. There's a lot, so it might not be over tomorrow. Could go into Wednesday. She will issue her ruling, and then both sides can appeal. So if it is, I don't know. You mentioned ten games. Let's say ten games could honestly get a situation where both sides say we don't like that. That is definitely possible. Okay, and then that goes back into Sue Robinson's court? I believe when Roger Goodell ultimately is the one that would decide this. It, you know, it used to be he would decide and then there would be an appeal and he would decide that. Now it's this, uh, now it's Sue Robinson who would then decide and then Goodell ultimately, ultimately has the final say here. But they're appealing Sue, not Goodell? Uh, they are appealing Sue, yes. That was an unbelievable. Sue, Judge Robinson. Would, that would AJ, be how about them working that, you know, in the CBA? Listen, I'm assuming Roger Goodell, in uh, Ginny Fox's words, <laughs> will 100% take what Sue <laughs> says and be like, yes, this is the punishment. But the fact, and I'm only saying this from the player's perspective that was a part of the last CBA. The thing right. every player was pissed off with the last CBA was the judge, jury, and executioner is Roger Goodell. And then if you were to appeal, guess what? Same jury, mm -hmm. same judge, same executioner. So you're just saying, right. like, I think you're wrong. Well, I don't. So see ya. You know what I mean? So now there's an added layer in there. But ultimately, in the end... Roger Goodell is still the one making the decision. And I think what AJ yeah. I think what AJ wanted to know was, will we ever hear what Sue said? Unless like unless Roger Goodell says, uh, the honorable Sue Robinson suggested this, this is what we are going with. If he no, doesn't I think say we're that, gonna know. You think so? I think we're gonna know. I don't know how, like I don't know if it'll be jointly. If announced. she says something that Goodell doesn't do. Won't the appeals take longer than, than this Forever. week, though? If they're going to appeal, doesn't this take a while before we know what's going on? It, it all takes a while, and we still, I mean, so it seems like... So we might not yeah, know anything this week. So it's a House Oversight Committee this week? Jeez. Is that what it sounds like? Uh, we, we might not know anything this week, right? Okay. I mean, I think we're going to... 
You know, look, That's we've so seen how much has been we in the media. No I way. you were going to fall over on your chair just there. <laughs> you looked like you were going to fall over. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've almost fallen over on my chair because it's like I thought we were going to get it because this is a domino effect for everything else, right? Then it's right into the Baker Mayfield. Then we don't have to continue to talk about this, I don't think, every single day because this is obviously not something that's great for the NFL. But the appeal process, that's a whole other hearing, right, for both sides almost. Yeah, but we also have a month. Like, my sense is by a month from now, which is when the Browns open camp on the 26th, I think, um, I think we're going to know. It sounds like it is best for everyone if we are going to know. So at least we got another month. Um, discussing this. You mentioned the Baker Mayfield part. I know this sounds like it doesn't make any sense, but I am not sure that Baker Mayfield's status hinges on whether or not Deshaun Watson is suspended a year or 10 games or four games. It's just the Browns and and Panthers had some talks uh, two weeks ago, right before minicamp, right, right before minicamp ended. It didn't get where it needed to go. They didn't consummate a trade. But they did have some talks, which makes me think at least the Browns are willing to trade him, not knowing what's going to happen to Deshaun. So I don't think, like, if it is, if the league uh. gets what it seeks and gets a year, I I don't think the Browns are then going to say, all right, we'll just keep Baker because there's still so much. It, it's possible, but there's still so much work to be done to get to the point where Baker would be the starting quarterback of the Browns. Albert Breer, I think, wrote this morning in the Monday Morning Quarterback about how there, he has heard that there's zero chance of fence mending with Baker Mayfield and the Browns. And then we had Schultz on. Money does that. Yeah, I understand. I'm on your side here. We had Schultz on uh, last week, Jordan Schultz, uh, dad who, you know, Slips in the uh, liquid cane sugar in, uh, in a yep. couple of the drinks. Yeah. Need not do that. Oh, too often. It is good. Love coffee. Huge Starbucks guy. You like the box, huh? I mean, I'm a big coffee guy now, too. Also, it helps me live forever. But anyways, he came on, and he said that everything around the internet and around the NFL is that Baker's immature. What is it about yeah, Baker in Cleveland? What? Why is it unmendable? How did it get to this point? Is this just because the you never know? podcast with uh actually with real mike and baker saying that it will never is it because him requesting a trade and them saying fuck off is it because they put him in a game where he couldn't throw the ball had him throw 60 times is it because the odell beckham senior stuff and nobody really went to his back is it because he walked down the sideline after a bad play and nobody said hello how did we get here what how did this happen ian that we got to this point with baker in the browns you think that is so many things like, think about all of the things you just mentioned. Yeah. And, and it's all, I mean, a lot of that is true. A lot of the incidents happen. I, I would take issue with one thing uh, that Jordan Schultz said. And look, we all talk to different sources, so this isn't against him. It's just the immaturity thing. Like, I don't really know about that. I have not heard that with Baker. Like, he's brash. He's pretty cocky. Um, he's very confident. But when he's winning, well, we all call it moxie. And we say, like, oh, he's got the right stuff to be a franchise guy, then when he goes out and plays on a torn labrum, probably should not have been playing, obviously affected his accuracy, seemed to affect his decision-making, and then we all say he's immature. Well, like, he's the same dude, yeah. you know? So, like, I don't I don't get all that. To me, like, if he's healthy, and, the t- and I think the Browns as a roster are really good. Yeah. Regardless of his quarterback, really good. 
AJ, AJ, hey, AJ tried to put Schultz's feet to the fire. He said, "Can you give me an example of that?" And we Good were, job, AJ. I was, he did. Yeah. AJ didn't. I don't think he him. heard me. No, he, he, I think he did. He just kind of, you know what I mean? Told you to shut up. He did tell you to fuck off, without using the words. Um, what are you, I some just, Dunkin' I, bitch? That's what he was thinking. Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> gas station girl. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not answering this gas station bum. It's piss mud. No, gas, yeah. I like gas station coffee. Well, that's because it is uh, that's weird. double um, filtered or whatever. Double, fi triple filtered. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Get me jacked up. What was that? Uh, Speedway? <laughs> Speedway. Speedway's gas. Yeah. Uh, they had a big run on their, them being triple filtered or something like that. It doesn't being, make any sense. It, them being the best coffee. I was on Bob and Tom the morning they had the I'm jacked up guy <laughs> in studio right next to me. Man, think about me with that guy. Yeah, just I was so happy. I was I was asking him a thousand. <laughs> How did we get here? Like before coffee, were you just uh -huh. always the big energy guy? That what was your audition like? Like ah, like you just got to be so good. <laughs> and what's the coffee better? Well, it's triple filter. He, to be clear, great guy, and he was jacked up. Juice. I'm not 100 sure if it was just the mud getting him going. You know what a lot of people mm. accuse me of. Sure. Mm -hmm. I certainly was accusing him of in my. They head. accuse yeah, you of that, Kakanya. Oh, that I thought you meant. Like juicing, I was like, I've, I've never heard you people accuse you of that. What the uh, fuck? Kind of fuck off. I, no, Bill no, Burr. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bill, you ever heard of Bill Burr? I ask you if you're on a cycle. You ever heard of William Burr, pal? The White Tiger. Vaguely rings a bell. Oh, go he ahead. accused me and AJ both of taking yeah, all these roids. Right. Well, AJ. He said, after you podcasters are done with the roids, they'll be able to make me live to a 90 or something like that. I was like, thank you, Bill. That was very nice of you. I think yeah, he, it is actually really nice. I think he was talking about that guy. But, yeah, I just, it, all of it, I mean, none of it really makes sense to me because, like him and Stefanski, they don't get along at all. Huh? When did it go bad, though? Was it ever good? I, I think it was good. But with Baker, it's always a little tense. Which is really, again, fine and like. What does that mean? They're, I mean AJ, he asks a lot. He demands a lot. Sounds like he's immature. He's, Can't have it. No, he's not. That's not immature. That's what you want a starting quarterback to be like, though. Yes. By the way, AJ. And like, you know, look, we've when when. It's got to be a psycho about in, details. Right. When I was coming up in this business, it was all about how Peyton Manning and Tom Brady were so demanding that they would make people uncomfortable. I mean, Manning would call people at oh, two in yeah. the morning to talk about a play, like. It's not normal behavior, but they're so good and so yeah. detail-oriented that we, like, champion that. And we should. So it doesn't have to be all, like, you know, cookies and rainbows. Like, it is okay for a quarterback and a head coach to class because they are both demanding and definitely both Type want a. to win. Right. So, like, I don't think the relationship between the Browns and Baker Mayfield is unmendable. It just needs to be mended because – and, you know, I've said this for forever. There are – there are certain situations where it is best for Baker and best for the Browns that he's their starting quarterback, assuming he is their best option. We've seen him get to the playoffs with the Browns. We literally have seen it. So, like, there's nothing that makes me think it can happen again if that's what they need. So Stefanski having him throw the ball 60 times just days after saying that he knows Baker can't be as accurate because of the sling on his left shoulder, even though it's not a throwing shoulder. And then people... You know, talking about that might have been Stefanski saying, "Good luck out there, bub." You didn't. You don't get that sense nah, at all from around there. They, no, because they want to win. I mean, to me, that's to, now. First of all, I don't stage. know how many times Baker changed the play. So, like, I don't. When when we look at run pass, there definitely are times where a quarterback will audible out of a run. So oh, like it's Carson. Yeah. 
I know. We got Jonathan Taylor you're, in the back. You're, yeah. You're aware. Yeah. Yeah, I am aware. Um, yeah. The, oh, uh, I didn't get my stats <laughs> up. We got a fucking horse back here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do. And that might have been Jim Mercy. Brother, we need to get a fucking new guy in here. Yeah. Who doesn't want to give the fucking ball to that guy behind us? And I know Saquon's taking pictures without a shirt on. Yeah. That's what JT looks like with a shirt on. That's so <laughs> I couldn't even imagine what he looks like without one. Absolute stud. But go ahead. I'm sorry. You're thinking no, Baker might have checked those plays is what you're hearing. I just, it, it is hard for me to imagine that a head coach, a respected one who has been to the playoffs and who is an all-around pretty good guy like Kevin Stefanski, says, you know what? I'm going to put aggression against Baker before the team winning. Like, uh-huh. this doesn't make any sense. He would do what he believes is necessary for the team to win. And if he wanted Baker to throw that much, it's not a personal slide against Mayfield. It's just that's what he thought the team needed to do to win. And I don't think he would put a personal grudge over that. It just seems weird. He is literally judged by wins and losses. Well, he wasn't chip on TJ Watt trying to chase a, yeah. a sack right. record. And yep. I do believe that was referenced by the quarterback who ended up taking the record-breaking sack. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, rap sheet is the Debo Samuel and 49ers, you know, relationship unmendable. And then also, why is Jeremy Fowler telling me the sky's still blue every time he breaks news? <laughs> um... <laughs> We like Jeremy Fowler, dude. I, Great I guy. We can't, we can't have these weekend sports center breaking news is, 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 though, saying Aaron Rodgers threw a football because he'd like to work on completing a pass this week. Like, that can't be breaking news. We, we know that's breaking news. Saquon <laughs> Barkley had his shirt off because he wanted the world to know that he is in incredible shape. That can't be breaking news. Come on, guys. Things that we assume are happening. We love Jeremy. Love we have to say, Very yes. good guy. love Jeremy Fowler, probably a great yeah, guy. I like him too. But my phone, you know, when there's breaking news about the NFL, <laughs> blah, 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 and then I have to stop everything I'm doing. Okay. All right. Russell wants to work on camaraderie. Okay. Come on. All right. Thank you, Fowler. He has sources. We appreciate his work. But there's some times where maybe let's save the breaking news thing for, you know, actual breaking news. But nonetheless, he said that the Debo 49ers situation is not risk. Right, res- he hasn't rescinded his trade request. Yeah, he has not rescinded. Mentioned on SportsCenter this AM that there's been no official rescission. Rescission? Is that the word? Yep. Is it? Just Ian, you tell us, word. Ian. You went to I'm, that super smart know. school. What is it? Yeah, I mean, I've never heard that word before, but it uh, seems right. Or I'll would it be you. rescission? I feel like I've never used that word before. It's a cancellation, rescission of the trade request, at least that I'm aware right. of. But he did show up for minicamp, which is positive, and there's not a lot of league-wide chatter about a potential trade right now, which is good information. Once again, we love Jeremy Fowler. Mm-hmm. We love Jeremy Fowler. There's just been a couple breaking news situations out of Sports Center on the weekends that I I would rather not get a full vibrate in my pocket yes. for. Yes, legalese. Legalese. Okay, shout out to Jeremy Fowler. Shout we out. appreciate that. You're teaching us all something here. But there's been no rescission of a trade request by Debo, but he's there. Right. What does that mean? They're trying to work on a deal still. And Jimmy G coming back, what, next week? Early next week? And then that kind of expedites the whole process? Uh, well, first of all, uh, not to defend Jeremy Fowler, but I'm sh- I don't know how it works over there. But it is possible he does not control the breaking news updates. So he maybe he doesn't control when you get the alerts. Also, maybe you got to change your settings to when you get the alerts. So just go to the NFL oh, Network sure. app and get alerts <laughs> there. Get NFL Live, too. This sounds like a guy that's had this happen to him. 
NFL uh, Plus, yeah. When people when you've CNN said something Plus. and then the NFL Network's been like, breaking news, yeah. Ian Rappaport is reporting. And my guys would never my guys would never do that to me, but we do have discussions before I report something to be like, here's how we would handle this. If this happens, we have breaking news, then we have news alerts, then we have team alerts. Anyway, you don't want to know. Anyway, shout out Jeremy Fowler. Yeah, shout out. Love you, Bob. Thank you, Jeremy um, Fowler. And you're doing the same so, thing we are, which is there's not a lot going on, we no. understand, but I'm tired of thinking that there's some. Oh, he's got the show. Here we go. Russell Wilson is looking to make friends on the team. Okay. <laughs> All right, we get it, Fowler. <laughs> Jesus. You know that one got me. I was I was so uh, upset about it. I, me I, too. I fucking me sprinted too. to a place with service this yeah. before I got the new internet. I'm like, oh, ESPN Sports Center breaking news. <laughs> Russell Wilson looking to make friends. Okay. I'm sure he's going to be easy. That guy was training in fucking Monaco yesterday. Uh, unbelievable. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, hey. I get it. Um, Fuck. Debo Samuel. Hey, this is a... I understand. Um, Debo Samuel. Yeah, I don't get the sense that anything's changed there. Um, he did show up for minicamp, which was which was good. Um, I don't think he did anything, but like just being there, not wanting to get fined, like sound business decision. Don't, you know say goodbye to your money like that in a way, you know, don't get the fines. I think that was smart. Um, you know, I would expect them to make some moves as far as a potential contract extension. I think they know something's got to happen before the season, but I don't think look, every, as I said with Baker, I think everything is fixable, but this one will take a lot of work and it's not just going to be money. It's going to be money. It's going to be a plan. It's going to be how they're going to use them. He's going to have to feel really comfortable that his, future being in their hands is a good thing. So there's a lot here. Um, I think it starts with a contract extension, um, one that he would be okay with, but I don't think it, I don't think it ends there. Um, and as far as his trade request, like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think he, it would not make any sense for a player to go. All right. Just kidding. Like if you meant it, then you meant it now. And it's on the team to kind of fix it. So Jimmy G's uh, entire situation is just him getting healthy. And once he gets traded, is that when Debo's deal gets done? Uh, you know, I think it might help just for cap space, but I don't think it's necessary. Who wants Jimmy Carolina? Mm -hmm. uh, the only team right now who seems to want to be in the mix of trading a quarterback that we know is the Carolina Panthers. So they would be the team that makes sense. Um, this is an injury, though. Like, think about it. He hasn't thrown in four months. He's going to throw. It should be actually pretty shortly, probably the next couple weeks, which is good. But then if you're a team trading for him, trading a significant something, compensation, maybe a mid-round draft pick, maybe better, certainly could be better. He's a starting quarterback, plus paying him. You need him to make all the throws. When is he going to be there? Right? Like, is it, yeah. it might, if he's throwing, I mean, how it goes, right? Like, if he's throwing, let's say, in two weeks, it's not going to be snap your fingers and he can, you know, throw a deep out. Like, it's, it's going to have to show some things. Um, so I don't think it's going to be snap your fingers and it's immediate. Um, but then, of course, this all gets thrown into flux if someone has a quarterback injury. Because then it's like, then he's out there. Then the 49ers have real, real leverage. Then it gets real interesting. Got it. Ian, so do they have a plan for Jimmy G? Does he have to come in and prove to the Niners, like, hit the steps in the process and that he can start to make the throws? And then how do you prove to other teams? Is it a trade pending a physical and you got to come in and throw for him? And will, they and will they trade film with other teams that want to see him throw? Yeah. Uh, training camp practices are generally open to the public. So I think it would be as easy. Now, look, if the 49ers want to trade him, 
my guess is they will do everything to facilitate it, right? So let's say there, there's not a lot of precedent for this. So I don't even know if this could happen. But like, I mean, look, they could provide film. They could, he could do a, pro, I mean, there's a lot of things they could do to tell a team like he is healthy enough. Um, also, would a team take on a one-year, 20-plus million-dollar contract without redoing it? Take that big salary cap? I don't know. So Jimmy G would probably have to be on board, maybe work out a new deal with a team. So everyone will have to be on the same page to get a deal done. But I believe the 49ers would facilitate it because it's in their best interest, too. Now, they wouldn't trade to the Seattle Seahawks, right, who we heard were in the business with for Baker Mayfield or no? I haven't heard the Seahawks-Baker Mayfield stuff. I think if he was released, which he's not going to be, they would probably be interested just because the money would be way down. But um, as far as the 49ers trading Jimmy G, the Seahawks, like, I don't I don't think that's happening. Well, you could get Debo Samuel his money that he oh, wants. That'd be cool. You got your quarterback, sure. have his room. Now, you might have to run into the buzzsaw that is the Paisan Garoppolo a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. But you don't yeah, want what him if on he your... beats you? Yeah, well, uh-huh. yeah, but he's, you might run into him anyways, right, wherever he goes? Yeah, but not twice a year. Not that team. Like, no way. I don't see it. Neither, I mean, look, division cool. rivals have traded with people before. It is not unprecedented. Um, Patriots and Jets traded a couple times, but like a starting quarterback, Donovan McNabb was yeah. was traded in division. McNabb, yeah. Um, but Washington. I think we all realized what that meant. I don't it took a couple years, but I think we all realized why he was traded at the time because he was kind of going like this. Whoa! Whoa! He was still in that chunky suit. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, Ian, what's going on with? Kamara, the number six for game suspension has been tossed out. And he is he going to get the same option um, as Deshaun Watson, where you can settle for less games? Is because as that was as that was reported last week that so people that do stuff wrong are just going to be able to settle for less games. Is that a thing? Well, let me address the second part first. A settlement happens actually like somewhat frequently. We don't always find out about it, but when it's a weird number of games. A lot of times that means there's a settlement. Let's say someone suspended eight games. A lot of times that means it was a settlement. So the league will push one thing. PA will push another thing. If all sides know that the player did something wrong, a lot of times they will say, all right, we agree on these facts. Here's the settlement terms. It's this many games. And then there's no appeal. It's just cleaned up and it's over like that. That does happen. Um, as far as Camara, he's still got his legal situation. So like, I saw uh, Florio, right? Nah. I saw Florio. Post. I think it was the New York Post. Was it? So whoever reported six games, I saw that. I mean, that's the baseline for like a, you know, significant physical altercation. Um, but his legal process has not been, has not kind of gone through yet. I don't, I don't, there's been no trial. There's been no settlement. There's been no nothing. So almost always the NFL waits until the actual criminal situation gets settled handled whatever it is so it seems early really early for me for that one to be decided before the season will absent that, some sort of settlement will that be one that sue hears as well i don't know that for sure um i, I don't want to say something that's wrong so i don't know that for sure is sue still working as a regular judge federal judge and also working for the nfl on the side i don't think so i need to look up her uh, resume but I don't usually these are retired judges, but I would have to look that up. Okay. Well, this has never happened before. Right. Well, so, no, they've had no, that's not true. They've had Roger Goodell designees before. They've had judges do sort of investigation. So they've had judges work 
for the league or be jointly appointed before, just not in this disciplinary role. Oh, I did not know that. That's something I just learned. Yeah, I mean, there's been, because there's been some times when he has, you know, sort of passed it along, like, all right, this person is best to handle it, and it's a retired judge who kind of handles the discipline, and then he handles the appeal. Zeno just told me in my ear that Judge Sue Robinson, your honorable, uh, retired in 2017, so she's oh. five years into retirement. Wow. Maybe, by the way, maybe July 14th, it's coming up uh, on uh, the retirement date. Maybe she got a little uh, court rust, too, sure. early. yeah. And she was kind of getting through it. Happy to see her back in there, and we appreciate her service. Ain't that right, Ian? Uh, yeah, I mean, retirement sounds great, but then they put you to work. Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's – I would just want to be playing a lot of golf. But maybe she does play golf. Yeah, but you do that while you're working. Yeah. So that's a thing. How was Played your... really well on Saturday, thankfully. <laughs> that course you walk at? Uh, no, I played one in Connecticut. Destroyed my friend Ross. It was – Really, quite a moment. Eat shit, Russ. Fucking Russ stinks, dude. Yeah, go to Russ hell. has to be so bad at going. Oh, he lost to this guy. Yikes. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. He played well. He shot eighty-seven. Clubs. What did you shoot? Eighty-six. Oh, destroyed. Holy shit. <laughs> hey, we appreciate you, man. Please keep us updated on all the things happening around the world, ladies and gentlemen. Ian Rappaport. Hey, This show. Hard with my mic. This show fucking stinks. It's uh, why is it the Mike's fault? I don't know if it's why don't you join us because uh, I feel like it's if I was to do that, it'd be like the crown tire and the message, you know? Yeah, but you know, it's let's ride. It's you know, it's I think a, it's like a bird call type situation, and then on oh, the way, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but I'll get in there if you need me to and wait till you hear my fucking emotional let's ride one yeah, day, you know, go. because there's many different ways to say let's ride. We've obviously seen Russell Wilson. Did you see him training in Monaco, AJ? I mean, first football ever thrown on that field. Yes, I did. Let's go. That soccer, history. That soccer pitch was gorgeous. And I have gotten to play soccer in Europe a few different times. So I've gotten a chance to practice at some of the academies and fields. Some of those views, dude. What's those mountains? Are Alps over there, right? They, they do have the Alps, yes. The Alps. I was on a field in uh, Switzerland, I believe. Practice field. Practice field that literally you miss the net and then miss the net behind it. You have to walk onto the Alps to get the fucking oh, ball. Oh, oh, oh. And so it sweet. was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. In my, and that was just like practice. We we're just like fucking around and doing it. You turn around, it's like, oh, this is the most beautiful this is the most beautiful thing of all the time. So watching him at Monaco on like the edge of a cliff with the whole thing, that was beautiful. But Russ is always going to get that work in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. he's obviously pumped about the Avs being Stanley Cup champions because he's a Denver citizen, just like you, AJ. When are we getting Russ on this show? You think it's going to be a roundup around let's ride? We kind of get him on this show for a convo. And how tight are you with Russell, AJ? I am. I don't know, you know, know Russ uh, personally, but I've just been a fan from afar for a long, long time. So I appreciate his support of the abs. How about him bringing shoulder pads to fucking Monica, dude? All time. That's how you win. Why not? He had a whole. He did a sit down over there, a Q and A, I believe, to help grow the game. There's been a few of those. I saw Cameron Jordan was there, and ah, I forget. Was there, he like? Was he there as like an NFL ambassador? There, it's been happening in a couple different countries, like a sit down, almost like South by Southwest type conference mm. sit down. Q&A session with all the objectives of the Q&A listed behind, you know, brand builder. Hell yeah. Motivate. Like that whole mm. thing happening. It's been a big tour over there. But I do like seeing Russell Wilson have his pads and have a practice publicly over there because 
that will always make us think, oh, Russell Wilson is always working. Russell Wilson's never stopping. Russell Wilson's always getting better. He's always riding to success. Yeah, no matter what. I mean, now that he's done this, he's a lock for the MVP, right? But everybody on earth, yes, everybody, he's never won it. Every Everybody <laughs> on earth mocks, like, well, if you didn't put it on the internet, did you do a workout? It's getting to the point now where if you don't put your workouts on the internet, a large portion of society thinks you have a worse work ethic than the people that put everything on the internet, AJ. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, that's stupid. That's dumb, and I hate it, but yeah, cool. I mean, <laughs> Bob Carpenter every morning. Maybe I'm sure definitely it, it's generational. It's like age, you know, different age groups, definitely. Some of them probably do. Like, I've never I haven't seen this guy post one of his highly manicured and highly produced uh, workout videos in like three days. He must be taking some time off. So that's – I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think once you start posting workout videos, you're automatically high work ethic. But some people who don't have that person as your quarterback go, I wish my quarterback yep. would be fucking yep. doing that, you know? And that's, that's just, true. That naturally happens, I think, in the era of social media. So what I'm promoting is, hey, Matt Ryan, need you fucking. Yeah. <laughs> need, you, need you throwing the ball. All right. We'll send you Foxy. We'll get a good, we'll get a good promo, mm -hmm. a nice highlight reel of your workout. I want everybody on earth to know that this guy's an astronaut. This guy's a Navy SEAL. What? This guy's working harder than the guy that took his shoulder pads to fucking Monaco, because that's what we have yeah. right here in Indianapolis. And I feel bad that I feel that way, but honestly, I think that's how all NFL fans are starting to feel about this type of stuff. Yeah, it feels like the game will really change when like an offensive lineman comes out and they're like, all right, you know what, I'm going to put together my highlight reel, because they're the only position group probably, and even D linemen that don't put them out. Did you see that offensive lineman that just got signed somewhere who's the most flexible offensive lineman? He was doing splits and rolling around and everything. And no. all, all I thought about was all the other offensive linemen. <laughs> that <laughs> that guy's going to the team too. Bama, and like, I think. Yeah, I think it's Bama. Yeah, go yeah, where going to Bama? I'm and I'm just thinking about when he gets to the NFL. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen him. Yeah, yeah. When he gets to the NFL though, oh this is the oh you're the super flexible guy. Oh you? yeah. Oh I, yeah, it's USC, not Bama. No. Still a lot of spotlight on it. But oh, is that what you say? Like, hey, I'm gonna stretch, put this on the internet. Like <laughs> off, offensive linemen get so mad about that type of stuff. And now though. I think it's going to change it. Eventually, I think it's all going to change. We're going to see everybody out there. I hope so, at least. It makes me better. I get it. I understand that. I, I see what you're saying. Like, if a fan sees someone continue, oh, Russ is doing all this, just throwing, doing that, and you don't see anything from your guy, then you're thinking, all right, well, and then your guy posts a video in Monaco or some other place on vacation, you probably get pissed. Well, what is this? So this is well, – I just want to see – Quentin Nelson, <laughs> yeah, need this gosh. video tomorrow. Where, where you at, Quentin? Need this video tomorrow. This is Cooper Lovelace. He is uh, offensive lineman who has gone – he's signed to USC. M most flexible big man of all time. 6'5", 320. Former another position, then he hit a growth spurt, became an offensive lineman. Uh, I love – how flexible that big son of a bitch is. I don't think there's a lot of humans that are like that. And when that went viral, uh, I was in incredibly impressed because I can't touch my toes. Was a former punter in the NFL. Can't touch my toes. I have no idea how to do it. And then my immediate thought was all the other offensive linemen watching that going, I fucking hate this guy. Yeah. And I, I, he doesn't deserve it, AJ. I don't think he deserves it. He was just trying to get a little recruiting bump. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why. What, of course, everyone watched it go, who is this guy? This is my new teammate. And then you get to the first practice and the dude is rolling everybody up, smashing heads like, Okay, cool. Maybe I'll start stretching a little bit. Hey, flexible guy. Also, a little bit of a, a little bit of a stallion. Mm -hmm. That whole thing. But I think that helped his recruiting. 
You know, I, th I think that helped him, so I don't think anybody will knock him for that. But I do believe in the positions of superstardom, the more and more social media content is just going to grow, and I think people will be judged off their social media content and what they're showing and what they're not showing. Honestly, I do believe that. Well, I mean, like, it is generational, but Brady, I feel like in the past three years, has kind of transitioned to showing, you know, some of the stuff yep. that he actually works on on social media. Oh, yeah, he hit the fucking moon. Yeah, hit the moon. I mean, he, uh, what, he throw, <laughs> throw the into ball, that jugs machine? throw machine. into the jugs machine, yep. All in one. I don't want to um, be an absolute selfish prick here, but I was big on social, obviously, while I was in the league. Hated showing anything I was doing. But then if I didn't show it, and I'm doing social, everybody's like, does this guy even care? Yeah. And then I have to answer questions about shit, so I'd always put some stuff up like, hey, I'm doing something. I think a lot of guys in the social world are just doing that same exact thing. Joining us now, one day before International Fight Week, 10th annual celebration oh, begins. Let's go. The president of the UFC, I just watched this past weekend, UFC on ESPN. Great card, great fights, leading up to Thursday's Hall of Fame. Then Saturday night, the biggest card in the history of UFC. Stylebender, Cannoneer as the main event. Ladies and gentlemen, Dana White. Yeah, Dana! What's up, man? What's up, boys? Good morning. Hey, congrats on a big time. This is fucking big week, right? I mean, is this uh, is this like Super Bowl week, WrestleMania week, International Fight Week, 10th straight year of that, and then this card on Saturday? Is this the biggest week of the year for you guys? Yeah, International Fight Week is a week where people come in from all over the world, and there's all, everything fighting is going on in Vegas. We got, you know, uh, all the legends in town, all the big superstars signing autographs. Pool parties, uh, you name it. It's all, it's all going on here this week. When did you decide to make this happen? Ten years ago, obviously, but how did you get to the point to have International Fight Week? Like, <laughs> what was the thought process? Like, hey, let's, get a, let's have a celebration where people can feel comfortable coming back and everything. Is that kind of the thought process? And then now, obviously, the business behind it has to be spectacular. Yeah, we, we wanted to sort of have our week where we celebrate everything fighting and, uh, you know, celebrate the past, the present, and, uh, you, you know, so we came up with International Fight Week and, and we've been growing it over the last 10 years. And uh, it's, it's, it's a fun week. If you're a fight fan, it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's definitely a bucket list. You, you, you got to get here for one of them. What's it like having all of those legends and all these savages back at the same time? I would imagine it's a, the only situation where you get all of them in the same place. Any like fun stories or any issues over the 10 years? No, it, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a fun time, obviously, for them, for us, and, and for the fans to have all these guys here uh, that week signing autographs, taking pictures, and being a part of all the things that go on here in Vegas that week. So it, it just, it's a really cool thing for everybody who fought, is involved in fighting, or loves fighting. So WrestleMania, WWE has had this, obviously, for years and years. You know, the old wrestlers come back, they have signings and everything, and then if they're in good shape, everybody's like, I can still work, I think. I can still work. <laughs> Anybody address you in International Fight Week and say, hey, how about one last, you know, is there any uh, politicking to get back in the ring during International Fight Week over the years that you've experienced? Not in this sport, man. This is a, <laughs> this, this is a young man's game. So, you know, there's still some guys that, that are here that, that fight that are, you know, legends already. You know, like, like, like Shogun Hua um, is one of those guys off the top of my head. But now, once you get to a certain age in this sport, it's it's a wrap. 
You got to be pumped for how this card's coming together on the weekend. Obviously, the internet and a lot of people our age pumped for Sugar Sean's return into the octagon. Then, obviously, Style Bender in the main event. You got to be incredibly thrilled. And I watched UFC on ESPN. I think that was on Saturday. Is that the title? I don't know if it's a fight night or a UFC. Those are fucking great fights, too. It feels like your sport is just one-upping itself every single weekend. And this card this weekend is supposed to be, you know, the fucking best of them all. You got to be pumped about the sport right now, Dana. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. It's like, you know, we'll have a fight on Saturday, and you're like, damn, how, how do you beat that event? And then the next weekend is, is insane. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's been good. I mean, it's just a, it's a testament to the level of talent that is involved in the sport now. And as the sport continues to grow around the world, you know, kids that would have played soccer or football or rugby or whatever it might be are training in mixed martial arts, and these, these great athletes – are, are becoming fighters. How do you feel about after every fight? Um, you know, you guys give the opportunity for the winner to speak. This past weekend, I think two guys were like, yeah, I'm going to be the champ. I, I don't know if UFC likes it or not, I'm going to be the champ, whether that's tomorrow, next year, two years. And it feels like, especially on Saturday with how many eyes are going to be on this, I assume after every fight, somebody's going to be calling out somebody. Do you love that or hate that? Enjoy the whole, what it has become, or is that something that kind of makes your life a little bit more confusing and the decisions you have to make maybe publicly? I like people to be whoever they are and say whatever it is they want to say. We don't muzzle anybody here for any reason whatsoever. So if there's somebody you want to call out, there's somebody you don't like, even if it's me, ah. gives a shit. I don't care. <laughs> Do you like the drama, Dana? Dana, it seems like you you thrive off of any kind of drama surrounding, especially when you are involved. Uh, it's it's part of the sport. It's like it's it's it, it's like this huge soap opera that's real you know it, it, it just it, every day there's something going on here there's somebody saying something or somebody's not happy or somebody's thrilled or whatever the deal is it, it is what it is and the beautiful thing about it is every every ounce of drama that happens here ends in a fight so you couldn't have a better outcome do you have somebody on your staff that is just like uh good morning mr white here is the shit that started overnight while you were sleeping. <laughs> yeah. This tweet, this tweet. Do you have that in your life? Or do you try yeah, to keep Lene, it? Lene, Lene, our, our head of PR Shout is, out. is that person for me. Is she yeah, she's like, okay, here, here's what's going on today. Do you have Here's to... who's upset and pissed off today. Here's what was said today. Uh-oh, this guy just did this. Do you have yeah. to scale it on importance? And how do you take that in whenever you're trying to create these fight cards in that room that you're sitting in with the fight makers and matchmakers? Not really. It doesn't matter what, what is said or what happens. It's always about who, who's next and who's the best and who, who you know, th there's rankings and this guy should fight that guy. But when you do have a really good grudge match, um, you know, you try to make it. Okay, uh, this weekend, you're expecting a lot of buzz. It's International Fight Week. The card's stacked. Is there a country that has gone into that octagon, into Vegas, and really been awesome? I was there. Uh, I think two Brazilians were fighting in the main event. It ended up with a punt to the face. I forget who it was. But it was a mostly Brazil audience. And they were like a soccer audience almost, like humming through most of it and then explosion. Then obviously the Irish, we've seen what they've done with Conor McGregor. Is there a certain, you know, a fighter that's on the card that you know is going to bring an insane amount of fans and the type of fans you're probably looking for in the arena in Vegas? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, Sugar Sean O'Malley is a huge fan favorite. He's one of the most popular fighters in, 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 in the sport today. But, I mean, you got Australia and New Zealand 
represented big time on this card, you know, uh, with, with Israel Adesanya and, and, and Volkanovski. So. They're wild, those motherfuckers, huh? The Australians. Those sons of bitches are insane. And in our sport, they're the punters. They're all six foot five, and they just drink all of the beer, <laughs> and they bomb balls, and they don't give a shit about anything. The Australians are a great time. Never been to New Zealand. Obviously, watch Flight of the Concord, so sure. I feel like I know them. Sure. But the Australians go bananas in the arena, yeah? Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and you know, every time we put on an event over in Australia, it's, it's incredible. I mean, the fans are are amazing and uh yeah we're, we're actually excited to get back over there again it feels like every time we do a fight in, in australia it's good no matter whether it's a fight night or it's a big pay-per-view there's just this this energy and buzz over there much like the uk oh i fucking love them go ahead aj robbie lawler lawler's fighting uh brian barberina and this fight i've been a robbie lawler fan i'm 38 maybe it's right in my demo the dude's been fighting forever just an absolute monster how do you think that thing's going to go and what made you put that on this card yeah i mean you're you're absolutely right you're talking about two savages in that fight i i expect those two to stand toe to toe and uh i i i you know pun intended i expect fireworks uh on that fight it should be awesome you're absolutely right hey last question when you're putting together a card are you trying to put together like a buffet like because those guys obviously you're expecting them just to bomb on each other then sugar sean has actually said he's trying to put on a performance so he's trying to do his thing and then style bender has actually been quoted as saying i'm willing to die like whenever <laughs> you're putting a fight card together are you trying to get all different types in there or is that not something you you can consciously think about listen we're just put, trying to put on the best fights we possibly can all these guys are acting like maniacs right now. So it's, uh, you know, so style Bender says, yeah, the belt's great. I love what it's done for me in my life, but I want to pull off, you know, he wants to pull off moves. He wants to pull off spectacular, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, like finishes, finishes and, and uh, highlights. yeah, like highlights. Like, he, he wants, he wants highlights. That's what he's looking for. So, I mean, when a guy who's the world champion, He's the number three power for power guy in the world. He's got 15 wins by knockout. And he's one of the biggest stars in the sport. He's the main event. Starts talking like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it should be fun. It's a good day to be Dana White, and we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, have a great international fight week. Have a great weekend. Uh, and thank you for the time, boss. Happy 4th, boys. Thanks for having me. Hey, happy 4th, ladies and gentlemen, Dana White. Yeah, Dana! Let's go to the phones. On the Fiverr Energy phone line, go to FiverrEnergy.com. Use promo code McAfee to receive 10% off your order of delicious and incredible Fiverr Energy shots. Let's go to Mike in Denver. What's going on, Mike? It's the amygdala. How we doing, boys? How you doing? Just keep it moving, Mike. Hey, fellas. Uh, did hey. you guys uh, like that Stanley Cup last night? Uh, pretty electric. We were, driving around. Mm. we were driving around Denver last night. People were going crazy. There was some dude in the middle of the street playing the drums. I think he was trying to play the, the Blink-182 song. But, uh, yeah. What's the parade going to uh, be like, Mike? What's the parade going to be like? Is it going to be big or are you guys not going to show up? You guys going to be too high on marijuana oh, out there? Oh, mm. Dope heads. Yeah, so the, the vitamins were definitely flowing. Uh, I can say myself they were flowing. Oh, but, that'd uh, yeah, um, too I think young, there's going to be a parade on Thursday uh, is what I'm hearing. Nothing's been confirmed yet. But Okay, parade on Thursday, AJ. Keep an eye out. Are you flying out for that thing? 
Uh, I don't think I'll be flying out, but I definitely want to watch. Uh, we'll be off Friday, by the way. We were supposed to have a show live from Vegas mm. due to, to mm. some technical difficulties that is not able to happen. Maybe we do one live from Phoenix. We got to figure it out. We got to figure out life. Uh, this show is coming to an end here on this glorious Monday, June 27th, 2022. AJ, anything to say to the Chris Mad Dog Russo listeners coming on in six minutes? Oh, enjoy Mad Dog Monday. I know he's going to be juiced up and ready. That's right. He's going to talk about Stanley Cup. He's going to talk baseball. He's going to talk about all things happening in the world. That's going to be much better than our show. We'll see you in about 21 hours. Cheers. Did it, AJ. AJ, you see my fucking Hummer I got, dude? (laughs) I didn't know that was out yet. That thing is sweet. Dude, it's fucking bananas. I will send a photo right now to Zeet and them to use um, to put up. Dude, it's got to be pretty fast, right? <laughs> Dude, 1,000 horsepower, allegedly. I mean, should you have an electric vehicle, though? Well, I'm saving the fucking world. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. No, I mean, as far as reliability, I could see you easily not plugging that thing in. Many Come, on. Times. <laughs> Come on. I plug this phone in every night because mm-hmm. I need it. True. And okay. this Hummer, the where I park it, it lit. Oh, the Patmobile right there. Is there. Wow. Look at that thing. It's one of the best parts now, too. I didn't even think about it. You don't have to go to this fucking gas station. No, yeah, we talked about it earlier. (laughs) No, you said that one specifically or a gas station? Well, we were talking. Oh, you're talking about downtown gas station. Yeah. Yeah, that is great. Downtown gas station I go to. I got to take off. All right, take off the pinky ring. (laughs) Take off the watch. Take off the fucking necklace. Here we go. There's no reason to stir anything. Let me dishevel this tank top a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me go and fill it up. No, it's a whole thing. Jeez, a little indigestion. Is that from the mocha here? I thought I was supposed to live forever with coffee. I can't get through this. It is so awesome, AJ. I, a grotesque price tag, okay? Absolutely. I'm like, bel- like far and away, though, because like I said, buying a loaded Tahoe is very expensive. Yeah. This one, <laughs> I mean... You can Google it. The price is just one up, I think, even more. Uh, but Graham Rahal, IndyCar driver, he has Graham Rahal performance, which is, has, hey, he's just got sick car after sick car after. He has a museum, basically, of cars for Damn. sale. This one came to him from another IndyCar driver. And I had asked him, I'm like, I feel like I need something, you know, big. Like, I used to have my F-150, still have it, but I'm looking to upgrade a little bit. I need something that's big. You know, I'm, I'm driving around this little aviator. I feel like I'm going to get run off the road. It's like, this was not an upgrade from the F-150. I need something. As soon as this came in, he, like, gave me, like, a FaceTime and was like, I think you need this. And I was like, oh, I think I do, too. <laughs> yeah. And then he sent me the video of this thing crab walking, turning some bitch sideways and driving sideways. And he, him and his Ray Hall paint project, they wrapped that thing in a satin black. It's fucking gorgeous. I'm very, very thankful for Graham Ray Hall and his people. It's unfucking believable I'm the luckiest dude on earth, AJ Hawk. Well, I, I saw um, that LeBron commercial back in the day of it crab walking, right? Isn't this the car? Yeah, this is the car. And I honestly... So it's, press the button. I want to see it crab walk. It's kind of... Well, I think there's more buttons that got to be pushed. Oh, touchscreen. The touchscreen's giant, I'm sure. Um, it is. Touchscreens touch and IMAX in there. And I What's don't know. What's it like in the back? What are the seats like behind you? Uh, large. It's like a, um, I think it has a bench, but it's, they have, no, two bucket seats with a middle seat 
but it's a lot of space. A lot of it's bigger than my F one fifty. This thing's that little baby truck bed back there. Yeah, little no truck bed is just as big as my F one fifty truck bed. I mean, this car really? is fucking huge. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, that thing's got to be gigantic. Then. Massive, dude. Had no idea from the pictures how big it is, and then in real life, it shows. It just dwarfs my truck. Just completely dwarfs my truck. Wild. Yeah, it's. it's do you know how uh, sports teams offload? bad contracts were you able to do that with the jeep that you got at no, make them for the, the jeep is uh the jeep is eating the salary cap <laughs> yeah the jeep you even know where it is a lot of dead money yeah it's, it's in a barn of bad decisions right where <laughs> right, where, <laughs> right where it should be yeah there's other things in there you know the aquatic vehicles in there and numerous other scooters and such oh yeah i want can i have that thing the aquatic vehicle yeah how much you know what i could you so i told jack i said he needs to swim in it he has a pond he needs to swim in the pond with Lordo Stanley Cup or ride a little paddle boat if we took that thing from the land into the pond with Lordo sitting shotgun all right you can have it yeah deal all right uh we'll drive it I get can you to, drive that down here I get here? to release the video though mm. yeah you, I don't care about the video I just want to do it well if you do it and you don't video it doesn't happen it didn't happen no someone will video it yeah of course yeah, but if I'll they, video they I'll have Jackson in there and I'll video it speaking of when you're talking about workouts earlier you posted a pretty impressive workout over the Which weekend one? It wasn't you working out, but it was a rather impressive workout by an individual. Oh, yeah. Maybe Matt or maybe Mike. I forget his name. Mikey, oh. maybe. Mike, me. maybe. Yeah. Mike, maybe me. Mike, Matt, yeah. maybe me. This dude. Mikey, maybe me. Hey, you should check out this fucking guy's Instagram page, AJ. Look at this. Oh, I've seen this. Look at this. I've He's got that. 135 pounds, puts it up into a curl position. Some core strength. Great core strength. And then this motherfucker in vans. No. Yeah. Not just a holly. He's going to holly? No, more. No. Kick flip. Kick flip. Yeah. Lands on the edge of the platform, holds the 135 up, cracks open the ice cold rain. What? Chugs it. This guy is un yeah. unbelievable. Specimen. Is that the guy Freak. who had the uh, Crocs on his? Yeah, on the edge of mm -hmm. his. Did you see the video I posted of this guy lifting? I didn't. Oh, when he had like a million things hanging off of him. Yeah, baseball bat, Crocs. <laughs> yeah, 135, full helmet on there. Did a full deadlift <laughs> thing. He's fucking awesome. That guy. He said he's ready to prepare me for SummerSlam if need be, and I said thank you, sir. Wow. Isn't that is that this Friday? Uh, no, that's Money in the Bank. Is this Saturday? I was actually doing the math because somebody said like July 27th or something. Mm -hmm. Something. Somebody's coming. Maybe? Yeah, July 30th is SummerSlam. That's only a month and uh, three days away. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. I thought we had a lot more time for that. You know, this morning, Wait. had to fight four guys for a reason. <laughs> hey, we got a premium live event coming up this weekend. Money in the Bank, Saturday. Yeah. Just chatted about Saturday. it. It's in Vegas. Uh, Friday night <laughs> yeah. is SmackDown. It's in Phoenix. But you still have SmackDown Friday and then Money in the Bank Saturday. Yeah, SmackDown Friday in Phoenix. Money in the Bank Saturday, Vegas. Same time as UFC? Uh, I believe we are right before. Uh, right before. I think we're right before. What but there, there will be overlap between the two. Money in the bank? What do you mean? It's a it's a premium live event. It's going to be 17 hours. What do you mean? It's not going to be done before. I, well, hey, listen. UFC goes until like 1, 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah, the main card uh, the, is like the first you know fight or two on the main card is where there, there might be a little overlap. It was midnight on Saturday. And they said, our co-main event is just now starting. I'm like, are you yeah. fucking kidding me, dude? What are we doing? And it's like, oh, they're in Vegas. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. They get an extra three hours over there. I like the fact that Dana from Vegas is like, nah, we'll we'll do it on our time. Yeah, don't matter. Hey, East, good luck out there. <laughs> you're going to have to stick with it. It, it kind of adds to the whole appeal, I think. 
But yeah, Money in the Bank is Saturday, where two superstars, one male, one female, will change the trajectory of their career as they climb up a ladder and snag a suitcase that is locked. And inside of it is a contract that says you can challenge any champion at any time. When they are at their absolute worst, you can challenge them, pin them, and take their title from them. Just like at SummerSlam, when Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns take each other on in a seven-year build to a last-man-standing match. If you win Money in the Bank on Saturday, that last-man-standing match means what? There's an ass-beating coming to both men. Mm -hmm. So as soon as they win, they're probably going to be a little bit tired. Going to be a little bit beat up. Probably not going to be able to do much. So you cash in that money in the bank and you become the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. That's on the line this weekend. Money in the bank, AJ. That's pre- So I know the money in the bank thing. I've seen the suitcase. What do I do? Do I hand it to the person and then go pin them and then take the title? Or what do I do? You give it to the ref. The ref then uh, says to the timekeeper's table and uh, hands over the thing. And then it is announced. Then the bell is officially run. It is a sanctioned match at that point. Then whatever happens, Who's the happens. Sanction, do they have different sanctioning bodies, like depending on what state they're in? So the sanction uh, is within the state. Actually, there is indie wrestlers that have to have a license to wrestle in almost every state. I think I uh, have it with uh, the promoter that I work with, WWE. I believe I have it, but yeah, it is a sanctioned thing in the states that you're in. And the, that suitcase says, already sanctioned whenever you want. Wow. When I you, didn't know that's how Money in the Bank worked. That's cool. It's a game changer. It's, go, it's like... Hey, you're in WWE? Hey, you have a documentary about what you did in WWE. It's two different two different lives coming up this weekend. Isn't there a match tonight about who will be in the money? Oh, there's qualifying oh, yeah. matches. Yeah, tonight Ezekiel or Elias or Elrod will qualify for money in Elrod? the bank. Elrod. 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 Hubbard? No. No, Zeke's younger brother, Elrod. Oh, we have another one. We don't know. We haven't met him. We'll see. KO we alluded three, to him. Is he, what are the, what's their last name? Well, we don't. They're like Tiger. It's just one name. We don't know this either. Well, we do. They're like Zito. We don't know anything about exactly. his yeah, name. That is true. Yeah. Oh, is. What we do know about Zito is the hat he's wearing is fucking awesome. So yeah. sweet. Sick hat, dude. Hey, sweet hat. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, Bruce, great mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Great hat, too. Thank you. No problem. It's not a new <laughs> Nike one, but still cool. <laughs> still good. Anyways, yeah, Elrod might have made an appearance tonight. We don't know. I hope. I will say how we, many more how many more are there in this big family? family? We don't know. It's a huge family. They're, we don't know if they're Italian. They are Italian. They're mm-hmm. an Italian family. Mm-hmm. So, so let's assume You know what that means. Yeah. You d- You don't know what that means. There we go. You know. I don't want to give their last name away, but it ends in a Eni. A vowel. You son of a bitch. <laughs> what? Sack of what? Shit. I thought that's what he was gonna say. No. What no. What were you gonna say? No. What? I thought that's what you know his last Ooh. name. Ooh. So you said that only to take a shot at Italians. No, I thought that was Seamus his called last me name. Podrick, uh, Podrick, which is the Irish Patrick name. Mm-hmm. While we were that's having cool. a couple pints with the lads there. How was Jamie? I saw you, you got to see Jamie. He's super Ohio guy. I didn't know that he was that Ohio. You knew that? What do you mean? I knew he's from Columbus. He had Ohio uh, against everybody shirt on, <laughs> and a couple people gave him the OH, and he. He, just like you, was like, no, nah, not everybody deserves it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's smart because they were probably sarcastic, just like you. I'm not sarcastic. I'm hoping that we don't fucking lose to Michigan again, okay? <laughs> we. Okay, we. Yeah. 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 
How many cult events has other Ohio State people gone to? Huh? You're right. You were there. You can say we. You were a part of it. Okay. Thank you. OH. No, no, no. But, uh, you know, other people I will. That's kind of how young Jamie was, by the yeah. way. He's like, I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm actually Even on AJ's side in this whole thing. I do like how... It was fucking unbelievable. I did not know. There was an Ohio Chris Farley at the bar we were at, too. <laughs> All that fucking guy wanted was an I.O. from Jamie. And uh, he's just, sorry about it. I don't want to... Are you serious? I don't want to diminish this thing. Well, the Ohio Chris Farley was clearly blacked out. He had just spent $12 <laughs> on American Spirits. Okay, so nice. Yes. 12 bucks on at this in point. In Texas? This guy's voice, by the way, was as if he smoked seven to eight of those $12 packs a day and he was proclaiming he was from ohio i think strictly because of jamie's shirt and jamie had his like kind of radar up on this guy but me and jamie would be talking and this guy would drop hey boy (laughs) well you know a a lot of people say they're not from ohio from ohio i'm proud to be from ohio or whatever and it was like nobody ever says that Mm. (laughs) what you just said at the end nobody's are proud and then jamie basically told me to go fuck off and then that guy was like oh hey try and then there was no answer, and then he walked away. And I'm like, Jamie, you and AJ are the reason why Ohio State is falling from grace. Why the basketball team loses in the first round. Why what? Harbaugh is able to utilize an NFL opportunity to get a new contract with Michigan because you guys lost to Michigan for the first time. It's your guys' fault. Mm-hmm. And he basically told me to fuck off just like you do. So I don't know how I feel about it all. Good for Jamie. He was Jamie's a star, man. Yes, he is. It was hard. Like, I guess we're in the same world, but not really. They are in, you know, they're in a different stratosphere in what they talk about and how large they are. But it was cool to talk with him. Very, it seemed like he's a normal human, by the way, which you would not expect from somebody in that particular position. I enjoyed the hell out of meeting him and chatting with him, and he was a cool guy. Good hair. Good hair on it, that hair. Seems oh, like yeah. I've never met him in person. I've just, you know, talked to him, like, text and email and over the phone over the years, like, I used to ask him questions about equipment, like different kind of technology stuff that I should get. Yeah, he, he talked about – no, he's I think he's a fan of yours as a human, I believe. I, well, I back in the day. I mean, I don't know how he – what would you say? Huh? Well, Ohio State legend. What? What? Why? Why? I don't want to change Red the subject. Where's Red Band? But I just put something together uh, on why AJ treats and has treated Jack Johnson the way he has for the majority of his lifetime, kind of the black sheep of the family. Uh, Jack played at Michigan. Uh, Jack just graduated from Michigan this week. Whoa! You said it, it. was big news, yes. Yeah. In the presser leading up to the finals, they said it. he just graduated. O-I-O-I. I didn't know we pronounced M's around here. I've been, been calling myself McAfee this entire time. Welcome to the Pat Akafi show mm-hmm. <laughs> right here on Sirius X this entire time. Uh, ad dog. And now this guy is like, well, Michigan, he just graduated there with a master's degree. I didn't, wow. Louise. It was magnificent, the celebration. That I mean, jeez, I didn't know we did that, AJ. What's the deal? Yeah. Jim Trestle, I'm grandfathered in. Jim Trestle, we said oh. Michigan. Jim Trestle. Jeez. See how many more we can go. Ah, I love the Ohio State cult. It's a very real one. The North doesn't have a lot of them, so I like it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them are in the South. You're right. Yeah, especially when it comes to the football world. Speaking of, some random hipster at the bar that I was at with Ohio Chris Farley, young Jamie Sheamus and the lads. Uh, great bar, by the way. Great place. Great wings. Ooh. They said they had the best wings in the city. Really? I think everybody does that. Sure. But I took them up on, like, if somebody says they have the best something in a city... 
I'm gonna try. Have to. Just yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try. They get me every time. That's Best great. meatball sub. Mm. Eatball sub. That's a good point. I mean, maybe. <laughs> oh, eatball what's, sub. What city good. is it in? Great name. Um, Texas. That's hard to do. Tuscaloosa. Is there Italians there? Yeah. Uh, Ends in a vowel. Does the yeah, city right. checks out? Alabama does too. Indiana State, yeah. Indiana does. I don't oh, see. Doesn't check out. Doesn't hold up. Anyways, he was a cool guy. They said best wings in the city. Fucking fantastic. They were that good. They're saucy, were they dry? Sure, wings are subjective. It's like pizza, though. Like everyone likes their different thing. Sure. I think we all can tell when a pizza shit, just like we can with wings. Yeah. You know? But I would put it in a conversation of like good wings. But like old, there's different kind of wings. Like old school Hooters wings don't have any sauce, right? They didn't back in the day. They're and breaded. The ones have sauce. I think Hooters wings are breaded, right? They always yeah, make me like shit my pants. pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oily. Mm-hmm. A lot of butter. A lot of butter in those. And they're breaded. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, they are. They are for sure. Yeah, they make me shit terrible. I haven't had them in 15 years probably, but I remember back in high school oh, when man. it first came out. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to Hooters tonight. And then the next. 911. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Oh, Hooters is fine. Saw, saw a girl I never talked to a high school kid. Oh, shit my pants, you know? Tastes good going in, but it sucks going out. I don't even think it tastes that good going in, right? Wow. If I do recall. I love Every once in a while. I mean, you I just not saying that the wings were terrible because I told you that they were the best of the city, I think, says more about them. I had a couple beers, you know, what? so I went hand in hand with it. Tried to get a, tried to get as light beer as possible because I'm trying to do the keto. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, Seamus and the lads order the thickest IPA they have. Yeah, that's Michelob. Hey, can you put uh, can you put a forest in a beer? <laughs> what are we doing? What? How is that a thing? How is that still a thing? People love that shit, dude. Yeah, those heavy beers. Give me three. Brutal. Give me three meals worth of calories and every single bush in the forest, <laughs> and then put it into some liquid form so that we can go. Oh, that was delicious. I mean, I hate them. I can't do I'm it. so bad. I can't I do it. Can't do it. Uh, Corbin, you think he's going to answer my uh, challenge again or what? Oh, yeah. You're trying to set up a program. Is he ducking you? I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Seems like a Watching that little preview, punk. too, when I was in between uh, during the break, man, you really – I said it was very rude of you to try to, to laugh the guy out of the place, but then I see this. Is he going to engage with you or not? Do we I know? I don't know. We'll find out. Right, bitch made cat. Whoa. Yeah, that's what I think. What if Michael Cole just gets up and smacks him? He won't. Hammer me. What if Michael Cole in the middle of that would have said, here's a message from Happy Cole. <laughs> There's going to be a time. He, You know, you and Michael Cole are going to have a program where you guys turn No. Up. Me and Cole are tag team partners, pal, forever. Hawk and animal. Just like Ezekiel and Elias. Exactly. Yeah. Cole's a bag of bones. He can't get in the ring. Oh, what? come on. Cole Jacked. Is- He wears a singlet every night under the suit. He's ready at all times. He'll take that tie off and fucking get in the ring. He's undefeated at WrestleMania. That's right. But so are you. Does he still have that cage that he used to get in? The coal coal mine? Whatever that was. Was it the glass box? Yeah, the coal Mm -hmm. mine. What an awesome thing. It was great. Yeah, it was great. I I bring it up on a very regular basis about how awesome he used to be, you know, whenever that was all happening. He was a heel then, too. He was a heel. Think about him being a commentator allowed to be a heel. As the play-by-play guy with how good he is, he's fucking – should almost – how do we spark that back in there? Start stealing his beer a little bit. I mean, maybe he does. He takes some booze away from Cole. He will get incredibly miserable. Yeah, maybe he does smack <laughs> you in the face. You know, you can dog on any of the teams he roots for because they all fucking stink. Yeah, but he knows it. The Jets, the Mets. Oh, the Mets are good, aren't the they? The Mets are good. Yeah, okay, I thought okay, they were okay. falling off. No, I think they're very, very good. Well, they're getting two guys. Yeah, World Series right around the corner, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, two months. The Yankees are too good. You should right start now. off the next show with, like, 
coal signal. <laughs> what? That's yeah. awesome. He shouldn't have let his tie go through the coal mine. Can't. That's the only. That's the only. This is like when the lion is outside of uh, the little glass box in a safari. Yeah. When it comes around, you got to get away from the holes. Like that. The, uh, orangutan. The, the orangutan. The orangutan. Yeah. Grabbing old buddy. That's what. Gripped him up. I mean, Cole's trying to get away there too. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his face. They could bring that box back during COVID. It would have worked out perfect. Oh, yeah. why didn't they? That's a big miss. Dude, 25 years. 25 years straight on the road, that guy. I'm telling you, I just want to I want to watch him at like I hope he lives like in a cul-de-sac and they have barbecues. <laughs> and people are like, oh, what did you do this last weekend? And he just walks you through what he did. <laughs> he does live a relatively normal life outside of the WWE, but He's not going to be able to st- – when you're on the road for 25 years straight every single week, but two of them, you're not going to be able to stop. Like, that is – He'll be bored I mean? out of his mind probably. Yeah, so I, he's – I'm excited. His wife is a great person too. I'm a big fan. I've met her via FaceTime a few times. She's been with him through this entire thing. I think she understands too. Like, when this all stops, it's going to be an interesting turnover. Probably just have to travel the world to a new place every week. I think so. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's just going to have to stay on the he's move. He's already been everywhere though, hasn't he? Yeah, nah, but he, probably. He, He's been everywhere, but just like you with the NFL, when you know when you go to games, you don't really – I mean, there's some cities I assume he's taken in and enjoyed and everything like that. But that's mostly plane, car, hotel, show, hotel, plane, ah. You know, you never really get to – Sucking down booze in the middle of some lowly hotel bar. Hasn't been to the Galapagos, I bet. The island? Mm Mm-hmm. Old tortoise. Has there ever been a wrestling match there? Because I assume That's, if there was, he has been. Exactly, there. but I'm saying there's places you can find. He does suck down every single ounce of booze that all these hotel bars have. And he stays at these. Some hotels are very nice that he stays at. Sure. Most of these hotels he stays at. Shithole. Shithole hotels. And he's like, well, they, don't, they don't have Jack. Guy. I'm drinking fucking whatever, like some college kid would drink. Evan I'm Williams. Like, I'm like, dude, you, you are you kidding me right now? He's like, yeah, is it whiskey? I like it. I'm like, you got a problem. I respect that. I want to let you know you, you, have, a, you have a problem. Yeah. Because he's been to all those places, he probably does know the ones, though. Where it's like, like oh, yeah, I want to go back to that place and actually experience it. Fort Worth. Bingo. Stockyards. Need to go there. <laughs> yeah. For an extended period of time. Two, three days. So sweet. Hop on one of those Texas Longhorns. Yeah. Got to bring back that uh, first ever gambling parlor or whatever that oh, was that in that little dead. town. That thing's dead. Yeah, it's been different. Imagine it. Don't you think his uh, his wife's a lot happier knowing that he's going to do WWE instead of getting his head chopped off in some part of the country or some part of the world? I mean, did you see that photo of him getting smushed against the glass? Yeah. It's not like the WWE is a safe. You call that safe work environment? Yeah. True. I guess I didn't think about that. I, I was basically the same thing. Brock yeah. chased him and Pat with a chair. Oh shit! Exactly. That scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. We man almost gave him a heart attack. You're right. Michael Cole is the best. He deserves a lot more respect. Yeah. Love you, Mr. Cole. Love, Love you, Mr. Cole. Love Cole Train. All right, we're out of here. Hammer Don's in about 15 minutes. I uh, can't wait to watch it. What are we betting on, pal? Oh, no. Well, oh, no. I opened FanDuel Sportsbook today. It was MLB. <laughs> Tennis, we're, we're right? Bringing, we, we bring in Brucey for the Country Club Sports Wimbledon. has just started. Yeah. Goes yeah we're on, on the grass. Goes on for a fortnight. Uh, so we'll bring in Brucey for What's a fortnight? Two weeks. Did Joker win? Uh, Joker is favored. There are no Russians. He won today. Okay. I was uh, not letting him in. No, yeah, no, no, no. So no Zverev. So there's Zverev. not tennis players from Russia, TPFR, like the Olympics? No, 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 no
Yeah. Uh, Russia's not allowed here. But with that being said, the Olympic athletes from Russia. A new country. We say, uh, you say, say uh, we say, say Russia. Russia. That's what the Olympics you did. Say, mm-hmm. uh, Is that not happening in Wimbledon? No. How about fucking Ovi playing so, soccer? Yeah. That, that was Luke awesome. Tank. Dude, he is a monster. <laughs> when you look at him, you're like, oh, look at that retired, gray-haired, old, out-of-shape fucking guy who's retired from being a professional athlete. Then you see him run, it's like, oh, that's an ox who <laughs> yeah. can move still, scores a goal in the first 10 minutes of the game. Was that a celebrity game or is that a league? No, I thought that he, was the an actual league Yeah, he signed in like a one-day contract like you did with the Wild Things. And yeah. scored yeah. in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. One-timer, lefty. By the way, that team is very fucking good. I think they are. Actually. They were doing one-touch passing up over somebody's head, then a behind-the-back, I think a Cruyff passed to him, then a goal scorer was like, wow. Him being able to outrun said guy, though, mm-hmm. an embodied guy, and keep going, I'm incredibly – he's got to be 220, 215. Uh, he's 250. How tall 250? Playing hockey? He's listed on the NHL's website at 238, so I'm going to estimate he's above that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Playing soccer. What a stunt. He's gigantic. How tall is he? That clip of him knocking that dude down while dribbling. I Like, is he 6'4"? How tall is he? Well, soccer, six, three, too. Yeah, 6'4", six, 6'3". Six, soccer, too, though. FC Dynamo, well. I believe, came in third this year in the in Russian Premier League 2021. <laughs> the Houston Dynamo? <laughs> FC Dynamo. FC. Moscow. FC Dynamo? Well, I saw... Ovi was playing for a team where I didn't even understand the alphabet that was described oh, yeah. in the team there. Much different. It was like a house with a little bit of a squiggly on the end mm-hmm. and then something else. Yeah. A, I think. I think they were OAR. Oh, no. Might have been. Bless Wait, you. So there's no Russian. Bless you. If you're Russian born, you can't play in Wimbledon this year? Yeah. Correct. Look at that. Medvedev. His dad, I think, was a professional soccer player in Russia. What a fucking mm. ox this guy is. Did he score that play? Not he this play. He did score. Yeah. He did have a goal that game. He did yeah. have a goal. He had a one time. Ten minutes into the game. Zero zero. First goal. Fucking side panel right off the post. Far post. <laughs> oh. Is that the captain's? He only had one though. Putin would Shot have like back. 12. Okay, so there was a full build up. One touch passing build up. Yeah. And there's even one pass where they chipped it over a guy's head, like within the 18. And then he behind his back little I think it's a Cruyff. And then he one timer far post uh off like Side panel off goal. Yeah. I was like, is this the greatest celebrity soccer game I've ever seen? It is. And also follow up, hell of a shot from Ovi, not just like a half at. I, I was watching that uh, beautiful game. What was that game in Seattle? Steve Nash was playing in it. Mm. Ocho Cinco was playing in it. Is it in Miami? I thought it was in Seattle. Celebrity soccer game? Yeah, it was like beautiful game or something like that. I forget. It was a celebrity soccer game. Yeah. A lot of it. Ronaldinho was in it. Ronaldo. Mm. Oh, uh, shit. I think it was Miami because Jimmy Butler was playing. Steve Nash can play. Old Ronaldo. Yeah, old Ronaldo. It must have been. And that makes sense, Miami, and why Ocho would also be there. Yeah. But it feels like that's something Ocho would travel for if he was invited to. I, there's also a game, Soccer Aid game out in UK. It's a celebrity game. I think that is something that in the future I will attempt to try to get yeah. into one of those games. And possibly the celebrity basketball game. Celebrity basketball game oh. is going to take forever. I don't oh. know if they'll ever have any respect, but I'll keep putting out soccer highlights until I can get invited to one of those games. And I am the beautiful game Saturday. Dry. Drive Pink. Orf Pink? Drive Pink Stadium? Yeah. Where's that? Oh, I still don't know. DRV? Maybe Miami. It seems Fort Lauderdale. Lottie Dottie. What a place, by the way, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, it's where Inter Miami plays. They play in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, they, so they San play Francisco cool. 49ers playing in Santa Clara. They play in that stadium in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. 
Fort Lauderdale's a great place. Hollywood Casino, also a good time. You see uh, the Indy 11 are building a new stadium? What? What? Like a billion-dollar stadium. You're paying for that. Uh, I'm not paying for it. Well, yeah, no you way. are. Well, you're a but, citizen of this city. Yeah, you're right. Based on previous, uh, you know, stadiums being built, I probably will pay for half of it. But uh, oh, there is a, there there should be a agreement though. It's supposed to be done by like 2025. Like, how is the World Cup not gonna use that stadium? It's in the middle of the country. Well, it's not. Big 2026. Just let it let it happen. Well, it's crossroads in America. Come on in. Yeah, in Kansas City. It's only twenty thousand. How's Chicago not get a game? That's I Bullshit. think Chicago fucked up in this. Probably because yeah. uh, Soldier Field is a dump. Their field sucks. Yeah, <laughs> but they would change the entire field for that. Yes, in a heartbeat. Yeah, in four years, Not, too. No, Chicago wouldn't. The World Cup would be like, yes. we're yeah. getting this out of here. We're actually built on top of this. We're going to put an actual field on it. Oh, yeah, could they do that? Chicago not getting that, though, I think is a massive... We host a lot of games, too. Yeah, like, but I want to let your city know, like, why would you guys fuck up for all of us over here question. in the middle of the fucking country? What's that about? You guys are supposed to be our big representative, right? I mean, no, that, I you guys are supposed sure. to yeah. be the ones. It's supposed to be a big, big city. city in the and middle. And you probably had to pitch this. This is probably yeah. something they had to pitch to get this done. That's and you guys just dropped the fucking ball. Jeez, come on, Chicago. One time. I'm, How'd I'm mad City? about it, too. Zita, thank you for being mad about it, feeling her pain. It doesn't really sound like it. <laughs> You're oh, mad. Oh, it does matter. Uh, Chicago, which was a host site for the 1994 World Cup. Great time. Pulled out in 2018 because it didn't want to meet FIFA's financial demands for hosting. There you go. There you go. Good for them. Yeah, money's going to better places. Let's assume. Well, no, hey, we don't want to pay $85 million fee to these guys so we can host a game. Just make so much money. Mm -hmm. We don't know that. We don't know that. We're Chicago, about money. Chicago's actually hosted another game, and they said, no, we're not paying. That is nowhere near what we made. And the FIFA's like, do you want the game or not? And they're like, no, no, not at that price. Fuck you. No games in the middle of the country then. We'll go over to Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes will give us that money. He owns a baseball team, a soccer team, and the Kansas City Chiefs, basically. Yeah. He'll give us all that. How Kansas City get it over Chicago? That's a is Kansas City the new Midway, dude? Whoa. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Whoa. Chicago can't afford a World Cup game? Uh -oh. They can't afford us. Uh -oh. no. They can't afford us. Wow. Jeez. We are That's tough. Come on. What do they got now? Chicago, Everything. Chicago couldn't Jesse talk. Smollett. No, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he, He's there. He was at the BET Awards last night. Yep. Jesse was? Yeah, Jesse. He, I seen him on He's Red Carpet. He looked very professional and very comfortable. Not awkward at all. And the internet obviously... You know, it was very kind to Justin. Got their jokes in. <laughs> they bring out Subway again. <laughs> Subway. That was allegedly. The Chappelle skit, too. That was uh, good. Anyway. Um, <laughs> congrats to Diddy. Diddy won an. Uh, yeah, there you go. Lifetime Achievement Award. He said it was actually his mom. I believe he's donating to Jackson State, Deion Sanders. I believe he's giving mm -hmm. some money there. So, what a night. Jack Harlow was in there. Brandy made her return. Kanye. Kanye was dressed hilariously, and I don't know if he's gained 150 pounds or <laughs> if he's wearing extra layers, but I don't know how Kanye's face looked. Body looked fantastic and super fashiony. Yeah, I do believe he said he was dis debating whether uh, to legally pronounce himself being dead, actually, for a year. And he said that into the microphone, but he was like, yeah, but, you know, P. Diddy, if anyone's going to pull me out, it's going to be P. Diddy. He said P. Diddy? Yeah. Or Puff, I don't know. Well, Puffy. Oh, yeah, I was about Diddy. to say, watch I mean, it. I don't know. Yeah, what. Diddy, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, what's his name right now? Diddy. 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 I right? can't keep up with it. Papa Diddy ago. Puff. See, it sounds like that one was bullshit. A joke? No, that's uh, that's what Ben Stiller called him in the uh, music video. You remember that? Yeah. I do. Papa Diddy Puff. 
See, I, <laughs> so what you just said there was truthful. Yeah. See, but if you changed. listen back, though, the way you delivered that, ah, I think we'd all... Is that the voice? Is that what I should go? I don't know. Oh, okay. Hey, you'll find your voice. All right. All right. Yeah. You'll find your voice. Come, Come on. Come on. Let's go. What do you down. got? He's writing down notes. Find my voice. Find my voice. Is there any singing competitions on now? What do we watch? We need Songland. What are we supposed to watch right now? Yeah, it's bad news, Bears, right now. There, it is. It's running we gotta, dry. We got buckle in on baseball. There are a couple thirty for thirties. Like I think that uh, AM one mixtape one. Oh, unrivaled. The ESPN thing on the uh, Red Wings back whenever they were sixteen. Oh yeah, it's supposed to be very good. good. Yeah, I heard it was awesome. Uh, Dude, I saw Tej Lang fucking beating the drum last oh, night. Yeah. I saw him going real hard on himself, you know, beating the hell out of himself. Mm -hmm. You know, just pounding away at his meat about the Detroit Red Wings and, and everything going on. I guess we should watch that. It's that, really good. I loved it so much. Not even coming from a bias of Red Wings. Uh, I'm not fucking watching Hockey in the 90s that. was 10 million times cooler than it is now. Uh, see, that's what you would say if your team hasn't been good since well, the, the 90s. 90s. Well, uh, we should watch it. I've heard it's amazing. Yeah, I'll really give it a run, run but I, I'm just going to hate every second of it. They, uh, they made Steve Osham into a bitch-made cat, though, in that doc. See, I, don't, I disagree with that. But uh, He was never much of a fighter. He was not really in it. It was just like Joe Sackick. Was Joe Sackick much of a fighter? No, no absolute stud assassin. Goal-scoring sniper. It was awesome. Though. So you guys, this is Detroit, by the way. I love Clyde. They do love to remind you of the one time they won a fight 20 years ago. Well, yeah. greatest fight in the sports history. Mouse at the house. One hundred percent. Watch it. Watch it. Uh, you guys I mean, can't even think of another fight right now. Rangers Capitals in my head. Just two fucking years ago. Tony. Oh, Not even them. close. This went on for like three or four years. Watch it. You ever seen me. George LaRoche put mind. someone through the ice? Okay. That's what I thought. You ever seen fucking Tony Twist and Francois LaRue, dude? Darius Kasparitis, huh? <laughs> I ever heard of him? Hell yeah. Juan Francis would hop on the back of some motherfucker too if he had to. Mm -hmm. Keep going. You guys don't even know what you're saying right now. Yeah, oh, we do. We do. Because we are from Hockey Town. And if you're trying to put out some propaganda video to save Hockey Town in Detroit, I'll watch it. Because I would like to be stern but fair on this show. Right, and I also heard it is awesome. What's it on? It's supposed to be quite good. ESPN. ESPN. Yeah. ESPN Plus. And there's nothing else to watch. I'm not watching baseball. Uh, you know what? Maybe I will. Pirates are actually good, right? Great. They'll trade away that guy that's really good at baseball. That's what the Pirates do. But, you know, if this baseball keeps rolling around on my desk... I might tap back in. Yeah, why not? O'Neal Cruz. Honestly, I mean, I yeah, there is baseball. It doesn't really pick up until after the All-Star break, which is the day after the ESPYs, I believe. So, Who's hosting this year? Russ. Um, <laughs> oh, is it? Sue Bird. Sue Bird. All right. See, we don't know. Again? No, those voices, those are lies, those two, I think. If we're reading it, that was a lie. Well done. I honestly don't know. See? Can't have it. And that's how when shall it just fucking misinformation train. And we can't do it anymore. Mm. Can't have it. Anthony Mackey will be hosting it. Oh, oh let's go. Nice. Right. Oh, there we go. Tony. Anthony leading man. Good, yeah. Tony Mackey. I agree. It's going to be great. New Captain America. Hey, Did that movie with Dwayne Johnson, that workout movie. Absolutely. Black Adam? No. Nope. Um, pain and Gain? He and Wahlberg. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no that pain, is pain, pain and Gain. gain. Rock yeah. was not in that, was he? Yes. Oh, yeah. Was oh, yeah. Anthony Mackey in it? Anthony Mackie was definitely in it. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg was definitely in it. Yeah, the Rock was definitely in it. Yeah, I think he Hey, shout out to The Rock, by the way, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, that was sweet. Shout out to The Rock. Thank you, Rock. Thanks, man. Hashtag I smell it.
People are wondering, in the wrestling world, right, when you say somebody else's catchphrase, it's kind of a, you know, a thing? So you give them credit then, right? Yeah, give them credit. Also, don't want to go too in the weeds here, but did get permission beforehand from Dwayne Johnson nice. to be able to say it. Hell yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and if you do recall, uh, in my last program, Austin Theory, when I was allowed to speak into the mic, I was in the middle of doing it, and then I got interrupted. That was that was around the time when I originally got the okay to say it, and uh, that was in Miami, I think, that night actually. So it would yeah. have oh. it would have yeah. yeah. went bananas. So uh, I apologize for not. You know, it seems like I kind of ripped your thing. Didn't give you credit. Well, they started music, so I didn't get. The, it was kind of a it's kind of a whole situation. I do not know they were hitting music at that. But this is I'm the only person I think in the history of the company, and maybe in modern era, where literally. I'm kind of told like some things, but not all things. Like, hey, you only need what you only need to know what you need to know here. So, I'm getting a chance to speak tonight. Is what I need to know. Yeah, you're you're speaking tonight. Uh, okay, perfect. Then I'll send like, a, okay, so I'm thinking. Hey, is there any way I could potentially drop a? And he actually responded and said, uh, Hey, give me some context on how you're going to do this. Give me some context on how you're going to do this so we can really get this thing, you know, going. So he gave me an entire. Like, hey, here we go, here we go. Dwayne? Yeah, so I'm very, awesome. very, very, very grateful and thankful for The Rock, and uh, I appreciate the hell out of him on the backside of it saying, hey, pretty good usage of it. So I, I, I'm very, very thankful for The Rock. That I was, can't wait for your episode of Young Rock. <laughs> you asked him. That was that season probably 10 or 12. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get up. He's oh, we'll Hey, that's huge, though, in the wrestling world. You know, he's the guy on the microphone. I, like, I think it's cool that he's still so engaged and he still follows it so much. Yeah. I don't know how, dude. What's he, he's running the XFL workshop, workouts yeah. mm -hmm. in Hawaii. He's oh, got yeah. a movie. He's doing whole. He's got Zoa obviously taking yeah. off. I'm very thankful. Terramana. I appreciate the hell out of you, man. I appreciate the uh, opportunity to do it. And then when I finally got the opportunity to do so for saying, Salut, I am very, very thankful. Aloha. Big oops. All right, that's it. That's a good thing to end on here. Uh, Hammer down being 15, 20 minutes or so. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully the show will be better. Uh, Kenny Pickett is joining us tomorrow. Hell be a friend, yeah. tell a friend. Also, other guests potentially, we'll figure that out in the morning when we send DMs and text messages mm -hmm. in a frantic manner trying to figure out guests. Uh, that's today's show. Big shout out to Rupper, Rappaport, Dana. Obviously, AJ, you're the man. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, guys. Good to be here. Great haircut. Great haircut. Like gone a month since we had Friday off. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's we're off uh, the week after Tahoe. We'll be off that week, mm -hmm. and while we're in Tahoe, we won't be able to go live. But we'll be updating our socials and YouTube basically as if we are live. So we'll still be making content then, I believe. Hey, Nick's figuring out, you know, shot tracers and oh, to make videos. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's yeah, awesome. so be nice to me, or I won't make any for you. I don't. How would you make any for me? We'll be in the same group on that Friday, right? Oh, you mean Friday? You're going to use it there. I thought you meant leading up to it. No, no. We're talking about when we're there. Oh, that'll be awesome. Yeah, I need the tracer to track my ball flight because it's going to be perfect. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 Sweet. that's the thing about the tracers we have found, though. It's a lot of, uh, yeah. a lot of manual yeah. work thus far. Hopefully, we find a real cheat code if anybody out there knows one. And it, even if it's an expensive, yeah. would be helpful. We yeah. would like to hear send it you. this way. We would like to hear because Nick's entire existence in Tahoe is going to be walking around <laughs> a golf course like this. I think. Where's that land? One right. I ain't picking it up. God.
Golly, next shot. Ah, fuck it. AJ hit it straight, I guess. Just use the sub. Just get the one that the TPs use. All right, let's, that's Boom. Nick, get that one. We're good. Call Romo. Romo's in with the CBS. Call them. Well, he's out. His back hurts. He was cat cowing on the green. Cat cowing. Yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. People on the internet are rude. Uh, <laughs> that's what we just tried to ride.